In three, two, one. Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by Spurts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. We are excited today because we get to talk to one of our favorite people in the betting space. Um, hands down, one of the most interesting and fun people to chat with. Returning again to Handicap Championship Weekend. All around, good guy, raconteur, senior NFL Ooh. blogger. Writer now. Senior NFL writer. Baby. Ooh, man. Welcome to the deep dive, Mr. Will Brinson. Welcome back. Hope you're doing well. How is everything going in the uh, great state of North Carolina? It's awesome. Thanks for uh thanks for having me on. Uh I think Drew, you did my pod before the season. Andy said he had like contractual uh, obligations yeah. that wouldn't allow him to do it <laughs> i was like i was like in yellowstone yeah. it was like no service and, uh, and the timing you wanted me to do i'm like god you know my wife wants to do x y and z tomorrow i'm like well i could tell her we could just start start our vacation tomorrow like six hours late and i could do it from the hotel room and i'm like fuck i'm in trouble either way i'm like another time will i got no, I, was, I wasn't offended at all i was happy we'll do it again in the off season um, did I do, did I, did we talk this off season or was the last time last yeah. week? Yeah, it was on was, the, on the nine of the, like, uh, yeah. somewhere. It was and last I, time we had I you on, it was, uh, yeah. Last time we had you on, it was on the, the eve of the, of the AFC NFC title games. We and handicapped, where? I think we handicapped, we said we liked four sides. We liked all, we liked two sides and two totals. I'm pretty sure we were four now. And yeah. I don't think it was close. I think that, that was one of the more slam dunk weekends I can remember in no. the NFL playoffs as an adult. So I was pretty <laughs> fired up. And was it yeah, it was championship weekend last yeah. year? Yeah. I, I've talked about that numerous times already. Like the Niners minus seven. It felt right. Yeah. 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 We like the over yeah. and the Chiefs. Yeah. And then we like the 49ers and the 49ers. Which is, yeah, for, yeah, 49ers every which way you could bet them. First quarter, way first way. half, full game, alt spreads. It was as much as you could get down on the Niners. That and was then, that was fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a great weekend all around. Um, and so looking to you know recapture the karma, bring another winning weekend home. I don't know if we align hundred percent. I tried to listen to a couple things and I could, didn't get a sense that you're a totally decided on where you land yet. So I'm, I'm not sure if we're rowing the boat in the same direction just well, yet. Well, then you did a uh, then you did, that's excellent listening comprehension. <laughs> I, I, I know on the NFC yeah. side, I feel pretty confident. And then yeah, the I'm moving. Side, yeah, I'm, the needle continues to move for me. I'm getting to where I, I, I feel pretty strongly about side side total total. Um, but we'll get there before. But before yeah, it's we get there, like you're distracted this week. Will is there is there some news that's been bothering you today? The <laughs> yeah, is someone important <laughs> I their job today. Thirty this morning. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess speaking of that, like, you know, number one, I'm kind of curious, like, how was your season overall? Um, you've been doing this for many years, you know, a, a, truly a pioneer in sort of the gambling media space. So always, you know, interested to hear like another season in the books. What have we learned? What are your thoughts? You know, reflections on the macro sense about the NFL? Um, you know, as I kind of sit back and look, it was like, man, this might have been secretly one of the better years we've ever had. You know, COVID fan stuff aside, like, 
they were great teams and they're all they all made the playoffs and there were great quarterback performances everyone stayed relatively healthy and you know we're sitting here now listening to these retirement speeches from guys like drew Brees and philip rivers like they've been in our lives for like decades here like this is wild that these guys are now retiring college with philip rivers like, <laughs> yeah, that's right yes philip rivers yes that was that was kind of the weird thing today it was like it wasn't even a reflection of you know like oh uh, I, I well on the river first of all i would say i think you're right drew this has been it's been a hard season to grasp but we saw a i mean like a bunch of like the bills took this huge leap forward and dethroned the patriots and then won the division and then like delivered a message in the final two weeks of the season to the Patriots and to the Dolphins. Like, this is our division. We own this division now. We are here to stay. And they've been continuing to win in the playoffs. And I've been continuing to fade them for some <laughs> idiotic reason. Um, we'll get to that in a minute. But, you know, that happened. The Browns kind of arrived. Like, yeah. the Browns and the Bills were great. This was the hope of all the dog shit stuff that happened in 2020 for the Browns and the Bills to sort of emerge like Andy Dufresne after crawling through, you know, a like a, the tunnel full of shit or whatever it is. And then you pop out on the other side, clean as a whistle. And suddenly we're into the divisional round and the Bills and the Browns are there. I mean, that's like, as a fan of, as a fan of NC state, as a long suffering sports fan, whose last title, I mean, if you don't count like a Gator bowl victory, I mean like 95 Braves for me. Oh, Carolina Hurricanes, 2006, oh, man. Hey, yeah, wow. The Canes, Stanley the Canes champions. Right. My goodness. Wait, do we have there's some big South there? championships? It was like the, the it was like the Carolina the, teams. I can tell you for sure. I'm gonna look it up right now. But it's like we, uh, can't, we can't discount NC State. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Drew, Drew's yeah, thing and your thing last year, and I don't even know if this was last year, because again, I can't keep time straight. We couldn't even remember when we had you on, but this was a Drew worry. And sometimes, you know, you get tinfoil Drew, and sometimes you get worried, depressed Drew. And it was worried, depressed Drew. And maybe it was like two years ago where it was a lot of these quarterbacks were getting older. And you were uh, saying that, like, oh, Brady's yeah. getting old, and Breeze is getting old, and Rivers, and even Rodgers. And you were you were worried about a quarter – you called it a quarterback drought, in fact. I think you might have coined a phrase there. I – I mean, I think we can all kind of agree. I feel better because you, then you freak me out. You like accept <laughs> the freak out in me. I'm like, God, if we have a bunch, if we don't have like another new crop that takes over, like, are we going to end up in some weird situation where there's just like one or two great quarterbacks and then, uh, you know, no middle class? But I think like what Will said about, you know, the, the rise of the Bills, how the Browns played this year, Bay, Mayfield playing better, you know, what Lamar has done over the past few years, and obviously Patty. Like, it, it feels like there's a new crop, and and I don't feel – and and our guy out in L.A., yeah, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Like, at Burrow when he comes back. Like, I, I feel Burrow, better about yeah. that now. Like, I, I think yeah. it always fixes itself, and maybe we shouldn't worry, but you, you did freak me out, and I think that's where I'm at right now with the NFL. Like, I feel better about the future of it as far as a quarterback standpoint at least. Well, I mean, look at the awesome dichotomy we have this weekend between yeah. it's Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes battling for an opportunity as the future stars of this league. I mean, if you were picking two MVP candidates who are under 25 years old, it would be those guys, obviously. And in fact, I didn't, Pete Prisco blew my mind with this stat. This is the first time since 1991 there have been two quarterbacks 25 years or younger in the same championship game. I couldn't believe that. Wow. Isn't that insane? Like, and I, I, 
folk like I haven't done like a deep a pun intended deep dive fact check on this guy. Sure, sure, sure. Pete, but it was like um it's like Doug Williams and uh Farragama for the Lions, maybe. Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, like if you think about it, it makes sense because Brady and Manning, yeah, you know, and, and Roethlisberger. I mean, big and like Big Ben was over 25 pretty quickly after he got into the league. Peyton Manning was too. I mean, you know, those guys were older. Brady as well by the time he was starting. So it makes sense that the way that in Flacco, the way these guys have dominated those games that you almost really haven't had anybody young pop up. Uh, Russell Wilson was even like 23 when he came in the league. Sure. So Aaron Rodgers sat for two years, you know, so it goes on and on. It's and um, so that stat blew my mind. But then on the other side, you know, those guys are basically battling to play Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And you know, <laughs> both of, I, I mean, I think there's more at stake for Rodgers because, oh, yeah, for sure. You know, you got to get the second one. But like Brady wins a Super Bowl in his first year with the Bucs and Belichick misses the playoffs. I'm not saying it affects Bill Belichick's legacy, but like pe- people will at least have think pieces like just, just like firing up the think piece machine. Oh, yeah. Reason to question it. Oh, Brady, you get seven championships. That puts him one ahead of Jordan. You know that column's already hot. And so that that's, yeah. that's oh, yeah. somebody's it's ready, 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 ready to fire that out. Yeah. 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 For sure. For sure. Um, but Taylor, you know, the points and you know what else is cool? Thinking about like a segment on Brady. <laughs> <laughs> Brady <laughs> Jordan, who's better? Who's the actual goat across all sports? Yeah. Um the so the uh I uh, even just across these four teams, right? Like if you if they did MVP voting where they did it like the Heisman and you know you got to rank choice or whatever, or you know, like the MVP in the NBA where you know lots of guys get votes, like these would be your top four vote getters. Mahomes, Allen, Rogers, and Brady would be the top four vote getters, which is wild. And here they all are. So we're, you know, we're in we're in store for a very entertaining weekend. Of and, football, and, it's, but, and it's not even like the full chalk either. You know, the I mean, it's mostly chalk, but the Bucks are a five seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, but you know, and and I, I guess I don't know. To Andy's point, like, yeah, no, I was worried about like a quarterback drought because if. Baker doesn't make it, you know, if he doesn't turn into a good, you know, if he doesn't uh, deliver on one number one overall for that franchise after what they've been through, uh, if, you know, if, if Burrow gets, you know, and it will remains to be seen what the yes. franchise, you know, the, the Bengals as a franchise does to Burrow. I'm, I'm still nervous for sure. I'm about, excited to see how he does with this next team. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then, you know, and Josh Allen for sure was the prospect. And we'll get to, we'll get to the Bills and Josh Allen more later and, when we talk that game. But Herbert, that wasn't Justin guaranteed. Herbert, Justin Herbert just had an epic rookie season yeah. and they're changing everything around him. Yeah. And our, 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 our best, our best Chargers friend was literally, you know, like had to drink himself to sleep the night they drafted Herbert because he was so sure he was not going to pan out. And he looked amazing this year. That's, so, you that's know, how these, bad we all these are, are all kind of. Yeah, things are all kind of breaking. We, yeah, Tua, we, breaking, we have right. no idea what we have in Tua yet. Tua so, like, we, were, we were very out on Baker Mayfield at certain points yeah. over the past couple of years. Yeah. Obviously, we were super out on Josh Allen his first year. Um, you know, the Lamar thing when he was cold at the beginning of this season, we we're like, shit, was it a flash in the pan? You know, with the, some of the injuries we've seen. So you never yeah. know with quarterbacks. The only thing I know for sure about quarterbacks is that I don't know shit. When it comes to a college quarterback transitioning to a pro, hmm. there's I've been I was a big I was a big Josh Rosen guy. Are you so, so well? 
Yeah. Well, are you ready to see these older guys kind of matriculate out of the league? Uh, I mean, you know, Drew Brees, we're pretty sure he's done. First bout Hall of Famer, top five of the last 20 years, would you say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Without, I think you can almost argue Brees is a little underrated. That got kind of squashed thanks to ESPN uh, break, showing every rec- record he breaks on Monday Night Football. Uh, you yeah, know. that's a good point. And like Remember Paul- that laminated sheet he got? children in the middle of the stadium it's like there's a football game going on like what are you doing this is ridiculous yeah Yeah, i mean breeze breeze had to go i I mean i think i mean he still hadn't announced it officially but i think he he needs to go he looked you know washed and i almost wonder so rivers obviously i'm not happy about that i thought he had i thought he had one more year left in him for sure i think it's interesting because I think the Colts would have had him back. Yeah, I, I thought I would have thought so too. And I, I think that the timing of this shows you that it was Rivers' call and not the Colts. Because if because you know this is what you do if you respect the team, you announce it early. You be like, "It's I'm done with it. You don't. You need to, you guys go worry about what you got to worry about. Deal with your own stuff." Um, I think a couple of factors played into Rivers. One, you know, he said he's going to go into high school coaching. His dad coached Perfect. high school football. What a fit. 25 years yeah. born for it. What's that? He's born for it. Oh yeah. Well, so his dad moved to Raleigh when Phil came to state and his dad coached at Wakefield while rivers was playing at state. So that way he could watch his son play. And then they like moved out to San Diego and he coached college football, or maybe he quit then. And they just, they followed him around and, and watched all his games. Um, I think that rivers wants to be the coach. Of, this is kind of a crazy theory, but it makes sense. I think he wants to be the coach of this football team, this high school football team, for a year before his son, who's going into eighth grade, comes onto the team. So he doesn't like show up and be like, here's my son. He's the starting quarterback. Let's go. Is that, is that, but I feel like that's the kind of guy Phil Rivers is. Slam dunk. Absolutely correct. So like, I like, I like what you said, too, about well, giving the right. team notice. Like, especially of all the – I mean, this is like dating the girl who got dumped at the prom in front of everybody you you do have to have a delicate touch after what well, not like andrew luck was a bad person or right. a bad person for what he did oh, right. what, what, yeah what what that it franchise had been through with yeah. that happening that late in the, we had already done a season preview for the afc south i remember we did it like the week before and i was eating at a restaurant when that happened I'm like shit well everything we said was stupid now i mean, chef, yeah. I mean it was august Schefter even told the story about how he was like out at his mother-in-law's birthday party like 60th birthday, 70th birthday party, or whatever it was, and he gets this text like, "Hey, are you around?" He's like, "Well, not really." There, like, no, you need to. You, you're gonna want. This one. Like, you're gonna you're, want to be around. You're gonna so. want this scoop. Um, yeah, mm. and so I think. And the, the other thing about Rivers is kind of interesting. Is you know, today is January 20th, which is Saint Stevenson's Day or something Catholic. Of course, um, right. Obviously, it's also, it's also the 13th anniversary of when he played in the AFC Championship game with no eight with a torn ACL. Oh, wow! Yeah, wow, cool. And after that game, his mother apparently won that game. Yeah, well, under right, undefeated Patriots, and he almost loses by nine with a oh god. Anyway, it's but so um his mother gave him like a coin of the saint. It's it's some it's some big day for Catholics, and I, I don't know what it is. So apologies to all Catholics. Um, and he also played exactly 17 years in the NFL, which is wow. a number that he wore his entire career. So I sort of think that he sort of I think he saw the symmetry. I think he knew, like, he's, he, I mean, for Philip Rivers, you had to have been at peace with the idea that you might have to retire without winning a Super Bowl at this point. 
you know? Oh, of course. Especially you look around the AFC, you gotta you're gonna have to get by this, you know, you know, this uh years it was Manning and Brady, and now it's like yeah. <laughs> it, it's not getting, it's not like oh they're gone and it's, it goes back to what we said about the new crop it's like oh now it's mayfield it's lamar it's you know mm-hmm. patrick and all, all these yeah, guys that are coming down. up and and so truthfully indy has a good roster uh like, they're still uh, set up all right i know you said not to address people in the chat but K- casey brown said rivers hall of fame save me your ads i'm with you 100 i think he's a lock i don't i think he should be a lock i don't know that he is a lock um he he also like four of his playoff lo- people rip the playoff losses. Four of them are to Bella, three are to Belichick, yeah. and one is to like Peyton Manning. I mean, and yeah. he, it was the hardest time. It one's to one's to Roethlisberger. I, th- I mean, like it was the hardest time possible to make it through the playoffs. And while he had good players around him for sure, he ne- he had a crap offensive line from two thousand seven on, mm-hmm. and you know the Chargers are a bad organization that put bad stuff around him even sometimes when they would accidentally draft a Keenan Allen or a Hunter Henry. Uh, and so I don't know, man, it's, I, I think, he, I think he consistently, I, I think he consistently, well, they had good regular season coach in Schottenheimer. He just couldn't coach his way. Yeah, out really, of the really um, but that he was, they were only together for one year, but that was the year they went 14 and two and they fired Schottenheimer cause he lost because Marlon McCree intercepted and then fumbled the ball and gave the Patriots the ball back with the, you know, it's just one of the most bizarre, yeah. stupidest games you ever want to see in your life. Um, but you know, it, I, I thought, I think personally that rivers played at a higher level more consistently over the duration of his career than the likes of Eli Manning. Eli Manning is going to get stronger consideration because he has two super bowls, but he luck boxed his way into both of those. And, and well, I, you know, I, yeah, no, I, I think no, I mean, like that's I that's my whole argument too. The interesting thing for me on the Hall of Fame thing is how so Eli retired a year before Rivers, obviously. Sure. When you look at like when you look at the way that these quarterbacks are going to work, let's say Breeze retires this year too. We're assuming sure. that's going to happen. Also, is, wild symmetry because they were both on the roster together at San Diego. Yeah. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but so, <laughs> well, the Hall of Fame committee put Rivers in at the same time as Breeze because I don't think they will. They. They held off of Kurt Warner for a year out of deference to Brett Favre, basically, which is kind of stupid, but whatever. Um, and then yeah. you have the issue of, okay, let's say they don't put Rivers in with Breeze. What happens if Big Ben retires after next year? Or Brady. And Rodgers and Brady yeah. still retiring. Does this- you got a stupid log jam. Uh, so you know like, what, though? I think, they'll, I think everybody, obviously a lot of them are, you know, shoe ins, but everybody we've named is getting in. Yeah. So, like just, so fourth the, the third careers ballot, fourth had, big, no big deal. Like Big Ben's probably the worst quarterback out of all of those. Yeah. But he yeah. has the championships. He has the, oh. you know, he has the pedigree. He's had the career. Eli, he can say what he wants, but he won two championships and they were so iconic over just such great teams. Even if it was a little lucky run, like the unforgettable championships. And then just uh, Rivers is probably a better quarterback than Breeze. Just, you, you can say, you know, longevity and, but like, I don't really, and maybe, maybe it's because I'm, a, I was a Vikings fan 10 years ago, but I mean, you, you won a championship on the back of a, you know, a dirty defense. Ooh, I mean, they, there were some very good Saints teams. I think they had better Saints teams than the team that won the champion. You know, if you, if you put say like, and this is what I, I mean, and I know this doesn't work in the argument, but it's like, if you put Rivers on the Steelers and Ben on the Chargers, yeah. I don't think yeah. Ben wins any championships, and I think Rivers probably wins too. Maybe and three. Rivers on the Giants. I don't know if Rivers wins anything with the Giants just because like Eli was clutch as hell late. Like in the like he was he went flack full flacco twice. 
Um, yeah. And, but I think if, if yeah. the, if the chargers decide to keep breeze and kick rivers to the curb and the saints sign rivers, like Sean Payton annihilates it. Like rivers numbers are insane. It's he's a first yeah. bat. Like he's a, you know, so, I mean, I think, and this goes back to sort of the you can tie it back into the draft quarterbacks and why we don't know shit about them because it matters where you go like you have to land in spot. Yeah. Okay. No, like I think what we said about Cincinnati. Cincinnati's bad, bad ownership. It's it's not a team that's excited about bringing a championship to the city. It's a business, yeah. and it's like it, it sucked because Joe Burrow. We were so excited that you know we'd never seen a season quite like that in college, and then you knew like man he's gonna land in. Like it's kind of a bad situation. Not only do they not have an offensive line right now, and we saw how that fleshed out, but it's a bad ownership group. Like it just, it's not a team that's in it to win championships and excited about owning a football team. It's just a a revenue stream for him. So that's why I kind of hope he, it sucks because if he does well, then you, you do his fifth year and then he's there at least five. And then you got a whole thing. It could end up being like the Kirk cousins thing where he just, and then he gets tagged and we have this whole mess. Sure. So I, I'm hoping for better things for him, but who knows? Well, random question for you, Will. I know you're, you, you always seem to know this stuff better than I do. Uh, mm. Is there a chance that Ben's done? Not because he decides he's done, but because of the salary cap issues next year. I, I think, I think what would happen if, if Ben, if Ben is done, I think it has to be on his own accord based on the numbers. Okay. Because in my opinion, Ben is the type of guy who, if you go to him and you're like, you're, we, you don't want to be stuck in a bathroom with. <laughs> well, yeah, he's now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Could he possibly he's going to destroy the, the toilet? Organization. You don't want to be in there. Yeah. It's going to yeah, be awful. Do you guys have any of those friends who like went like, like, <laughs> like a hard right turn to Jesus in their like late 30s? And very <laughs> Not that I keep in touch with. <laughs> I have a buddy who's like, yeah, is that my battle study? It's like, what are you talking about? Like, I was out with you like last Saturday. Like, I know what you were doing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but with Ben, I think if the Steelers came to him and said, okay, we we gotta figure, you know, we need you to go, you know, look, Phil walked away, maybe you can walk away, and we gotta reboot this thing because the salary cap squeezing up. And it's like, nah, I don't think so. You're gonna pay me. And, and then it becomes it's almost more worth it for the Steelers to just play him one more year, draft and develop somebody else, and then sort of figure it out. I th- I think that's probably the play. Um I'm sort of, that's why I was a little surprised that Rivers didn't come back or the Colts didn't try to get him to come back. Because, yeah, the dollars would have worked, right? I mean, they had Jacob Eason, you know, and it's so now they have to decide do we trade for Sam Darnold? Do we try to trade for Matthew Stafford? You know, or winning real? It's a that's a tough spot to be in if you're a team that like the Colts are that good of a roster. Yeah, I'm all for seven years of Frank Reich as a head coach with seven different starting quarterbacks for the Colts. It seems like that's where we're headed, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it sucks what it sucks what it's what it would cost, and I just don't think it's it's possible. And also, it's tricky because it's the same division. But Christ Almighty, yeah, put put, put Deshaun Watson on that team behind that line. You, yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody talks about Hilton as like an elite receiver just because of what we've had the few years. But they have they have a couple young guys too. They have decent receiving tough. options. Like they they are a they're a decent quarterback away from being in Buffalo spot this weekend. Yeah. I agree with it. Yeah, or for Frank Reich, a couple goal line calls by Frank Reich. You know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little uh, more aggressiveness in the first half, and they probably win. Yeah, I think. I mean, if the, if you if somebody offers the Texans three first round picks, are they taking it? I mean, I, see, this is the thing. Three more I, than they have right now. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Uh, I, there's not an obvious good. There's not an obvious. You're not going to get a hundred cents in the dollar for him if you're the Texans and he's I don't know that you're going to be able to mend that bridge even if you hire Eric Bieniemy. uh it seems like the ship has sailed uh yeah. and I almost think and, and if I'm the Texans if I'm if I'm and granted like you want to talk about bad owners like you know fish rots from the head in a lot of respects and I do not understand what the direction of the franchise is and I don't even know that the current ownership group really cares about football all that much but if they did care a lot and they had good people in place then they probably would want to move watson just because he's good enough to keep you from being able to draft a you know a a, a rebuilding you know around him you know he's going to get you seven eight wins a season even if you have you know a, a first percentile roster at every other position so you're kind of hamstrung if you keep him uh and yeah hey, you're, you're, not gonna, you're, you're, not get, you're not going to get more than 80 cents on the dollar for him if you trade him um so i don't know they probably gotta pull the trigger i i just don't know you know what, what, if you had to guess right now what uh what, what what do you what do you think well is he gonna come back with the texans or some other team got the right package i mean we had jlc on earlier this week on the pod and he was like he thinks he's um he thinks he's he thinks it's overblown like the, the idea that he's taking his last snap or whatever it is oh wow I really mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's wrong. I think if they hire, it, it, you know, the JLC's process is that he thinks that the Texans will hire Leslie Frazier, who then will come in and be like this <clears throat> that sort of calms everything down for Deshaun Watson. You know, he's an African American co or black coach, I guess. You know, black coach, older, respected voice. You know, Deshaun Watson has made it kind of clear what he wants them to hire. You know, like, and if so, basically, if they hire Brian Dable then Watson's like, that's it. I'm out of here. And not because he doesn't like Brian Dable, just because he, he doesn't want to be in this Patriots drama cocoon. Um, sure. But maybe if they can hire somebody like a Leslie Frazier or if he loves Eric Bieniemy, that they can figure out a way to patch this up. Now, I've also heard that it's all Cal McNair that he's bothered by and not, you know, now it's like... Um, it's kind of hard to get rid of Cal McNair at this point. <laughs> Cal McNair I Real bozo, by the way. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he lied to him. It seems pretty straightforward. And... That, that's what sucks. And like, who who knows if we're getting the straight story? But yeah. it is such a goofy spot where they have to. It's going to come down to if the if the franchise realizes where they're at. If it's truly, you know, if the if the relationship is where the media says it's at, they have to realize like we can get a lot for this guy because he's a top five quarterback at times, probably, but also everybody else has the internet and they know where this is at. Like we, if, if we're going to try to force 95 cents on the dollar, like nobody's going to bite because he's worth four first rounders. Probably, you know, when you come, when it comes down to it to get a top end, uh, top end quarterback, it's worth a lot. So they, you know, I think if they're realistic, which I'm, I'm putting that ownership group, that management group in, in the same word sentence as the word realistic, which kind of hurts, but you know, if, if they come to their senses and they, I think there's a few teams that could probably make a deal that would make a deal because it's becoming painfully apparent how important a top end quarterback is. Just look at the games we're going to look at this weekend. Yeah. You got four MVP quarterbacks. Yeah. The, the Jets make a world of sense. I mean, almost too yeah. much. It's like get the number two pick, get Sam, Dar throw, get him to throw Sam Darnold in. Like you're getting, like I'm still high on Sam Darnold relative to, 
I think the overall perception, just because he's been gaced for so many years now. You don't have to get Makai Becton or you know Quinn Williams. You just get Darnold and two or three picks. And you have to figure that pick next year for the Jets. I don't know how good – like maybe Robert Sala, I don't think he turns him into a playoff team next year. Maybe he does with Deshaun Watson, but I just don't know that they have enough and the Bills look good and the Dolphins look good and Belichick's still there. So yeah, I mean, the AFC's I tough. On, what's that? Yeah, the AFC is just tough. It'd be, you know, you could be like a top eight, nine, ten team, but maybe, maybe in the conversation for a playoff position late in the season, and that that'd be exciting as a Jets fan, I suppose. Sure. But I'm saying like you can get the number two pick this year, which means that you can grab Panay Sewell if you want, or you trade the number two pick for a bunch of other picks, and somebody comes up and gets Justin Fields or um, Trey Lance or. Uh, uh, Zach Wilson, whoever it is that they want. And and then you have – so you have Sam Darnold, next year's Jets first-round pick, and then uh, you trade this year's second second overall pick for a bunch of picks. I mean, if I'm the Texans, I at least consider that because what if what if the whoever you bring in likes Sam Darnold and thinks they can flip, flip him around, and then all of a sudden you have all these pieces to kind of fix up your roster. It's not a crazy idea. It's not – you know, and it's – yeah, that if you can get the number two overall, then you're in at least you're at least in a lot better shape at in terms of you can trade it to the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think Leslie Frazier's a bad pick either. Yeah. I think he there's there's so many people that just didn't get good shakes in Minnesota, and I I think he kind of had a, he had a bad situation. So I, I think he could he could do it. He he was like cleaning up Favre's mess, which in yeah. in, in out of context sounds disgusting. <laughs> there's a crock and all the stuff all over it crock you're like oh, I don't know. oh god sticky. I mean, at this point will has invented the word gaist and said a sticky crock so well, Tannehill Tan Tan got gaist and it turns out he is a clear top 10 quarterback in this league you know and that your mvp bet wasn't even that crazy it wasn't it uh they needed to win more games but he would have been in a conversation yeah, it was it, it was a bad year to look for a sleeper MVP. Although I guess, shit, I guess I mean like uh, Rogers was kind. Of, I mean, wasn't he like twenty five to one? He was in the ten to fifteen to one ballpark. Yeah, fifteen, I think. You yeah, found maybe. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, shoot, dude, in terms of the in terms of the storylines this year, I mean, what you know, right, right there, like, and all of the great things that we got to watch this year, all of the emergence of all of these new quarterbacks, what better storyline than Rodgers, who had been underachieving for four years. They go out and draft his replacement in a player that is a true project. They, yeah. you know, they, they refuse to get him more help in the, in the, in the most wide receiver rich draft of our lifetimes. They did not get him more help. They got a, they got him AJ Dillon yeah. and for whatever reason, apparently he practicing. he practiced today. But for what AJ Dillon did? Oh, good. Yeah. Well, for whatever reason, all you know, you know, he it, it, it whether that inspired him to take his game to a new level or bring his game back to the level that we were so uh, used to seeing through the early 2010s, uh, or whether it was something else about the way Lafleur is calling this, uh, you know, this, you know, this offense and really just managing this team, or just you know the perfect confluence of they had an easy division, they had an easy schedule. Rodgers, you know, and Devontae Adams is starting to peak in terms of his ceiling, which is exceptionally high. <laughs> and, the, you know, and the, and the results were just it was it was a perfect storm. And he's he played clearly at an MVP level, clearly. 
And that's, it's been I, such know. a mystery. Why? And like, yes. I, there's a lot of media I will skip because it's all the same stuff, but I have been consuming anything that people have put out over the last few weeks that have, has been like, here's why I think Aaron Rodgers is like playing better this year. And I mean that as many things as I've seen, there's as many theories like it. I don't think anyone really knows. There's a bunch of cute theories, but I mean, some of the, the only one I could really buy into is the buy-in like the he's bought in a little more to the Lafleur system. They're working together to, you know, actually take advantage of the, the pieces that they have. And, and really maybe that's why we've seen Devonta just be so, so good. Like first touchdown score, every game, every game, just skip, skip every other bet. Just bet him to be the first touchdown score. Bet him, you know, five to one again. Packers touchdown score, just in case the other team gets the ball, and then go collect your money after like three minutes. So uh, on that, like I think one, I don't buy anybody who says that the Jordan Love pick didn't at least ratchet up Rodgers a little bit. Like the whole sure. narrative for Aaron Rodgers for the first ten years of his career was that he has this massive chip on his shoulder because of a, a humiliating draft day experience. So you think like that's all anybody talked about? Like oh Rodgers, like he gets these chips on his shoulder and he wants to come for blood against teams that spited him or teams. That- <laughs> like, you think he's not mad about the Jordan Love thing? Like he literally came out and said, "I was pretty bothered and surprised by it." Of course he's mad about it. So I've got like a loose hair in my face. Um, <laughs> have you ever seen footage of that from draft day when when he was waiting? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite. Like yeah, we remember guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, awful haircut for Rogers back then. Oh yeah. Not that any of us had good haircuts in 2007 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, His his agent and his PR team did him no favors that day. No. But then, so the other thing too, I think Andy said it, it's like playing in the structure of the offense. I think he really did buy in. And, and I think this is where we got fooled is that last year, we thought he was going to buy in from the get-go into LaFleur's system and let it work for him. And I don't think he ever got there fully over the course of the season. I think you know they had a good season, but he had just these spikes, and then he was just okay for stretches. And so I think he got fully bought in on that. And the, the other thing, too, is that I think – so we had Jordy Nelson on this Twitch stream we did, and we're asking about it. We're like, here, maybe, maybe he's in a had to have been a Packers. It was maybe it was Chiefs Packers. Do they they played right? Um, anyway, we last uh, year, they, yeah, last year it was Holmes was out. It was a Matt Moore show. Okay, it was some Packer. Anyway, I think it was some Packers game, or maybe it was a Raiders game, and we had him on because we just needed somebody. At, at any rate, Jordy Nelson's on, and we're asking about Aaron Rodgers, and he's like, "Here's the deal, and why it wouldn't have worked to draft a receiver or to bring somebody in a free agency right away, is that he said that Aaron Rodgers." Not only do you not like he is very particular about who he trusts in terms of wide receivers. That's why he blasts these guys if they're not on the same page as him. But he wants them to be, they don't just need to be on the same page when it comes to the playbook. And they don't need to know the playbook in and out. They also have to be on the exact same page as Rodgers. When is what Jordy, what I think he I don't think he didn't call this, but I'm gonna coin the phrase like a secondary break. So okay. when Rodgers doesn't see the plays initially. He and Russell Wilson does this too. He does the thing where he spins out backwards, right? You know what I'm talking about? Yep. It's like yes. you're Aaron Rodgers. In my head, yes. Yeah, it's Absolutely. annoying when you bet against him. <laughs> he's completing that pass. Then you just know right. 20 yards. This is what Jordy said, and like I guess this should be obvious, but I never really heard one of Aaron Rodgers' receivers say it. Is that you needed to be on the same page as him 
with your secondary break as a wide receiver because if you took off and got open too early, he's not he isn't seeing you because he's he's doing that little loop out the back. So okay. you have to know when you're running. And I mean, like the timing on that is effing crazy to to, to get on the same page. You had to know <laughs> when like the timing of Rogers rollout, so you could kind of create a fake and go one way and then come back the other way. Or like go in and start a curl back or cut, do a cut across or or get deep, get vertical if you're Jordy. And so like all of that, you know, I think that Rodgers has, has now taken all of that and gotten the same page as these receivers and incorporated incorporated that into the LaFleur system while doing less freelancing. And I think that sort of unlocked everything for him this year is my theory. That checks out. That checks out. I mean, because yeah, because otherwise, like it's really tough to tease out from the data you know they're running play action at the same rate except this year he's got 22 touchdowns instead of four last year like right, yeah I, yeah I, and how, how do you quantify this receivers you you can't like that's the answer you can't quantify like receivers working with him enough to understand what to do when you get into scramble mode and where to be breaking to right. come you know whether it's coming back to the ball or if you know it probably depends on like what defense you're looking at if you know if they're if they're playing safeties deep it's it might be coming across rather than coming back yeah. or you're, so, you're, you're, I, I mean what you said made my brain hurt yeah. <laughs> it makes sense though it does yeah. it checks yeah. out i mean like it it seems kind of obvious when you when you say it but it's just something i never thought about and like jordy nelson explained it to me it's like holy shit like it takes yeah. time. Yeah, it takes time. It takes yeah. time to develop that type of chemistry. So yeah, you're. This makes sense. Second year in the system, uh, and honestly, like guys, second year in a system, like that's a thing. Like that's we've heard, we've heard, we've heard that many, 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 many times. Matt Matt Ryan won MVP second year in the system. Cal with, uh, and yeah. hey, wait, who's uh, who's Cal Shanahan's mentor? I mean, sorry, who's Matt Lafleur's mentor? Yeah, Cal, Cal Shanahan. Shanahan. Like, <laughs> all right, look at and. Yeah. To, that, to that same extent, I mean, maybe want to just, I don't know if you want to roll this into Rogers Brady talk, but I was exactly where we're going. <laughs> Brady, Brady, I would say look the F out next year for Brady because okay. we've seen co- superstar quarterbacks, like whether luck, <laughs> yeah, but like that take a Carson Palmer, luck, big Ben, all these dudes take a huge leap in terms of efficiency in Bruce Arian system in their second year. Okay, so let me ask you though about Bruce Arians in his tenure with the Bucks. Is he good? <laughs> I mean, Bruce Arians is objectively a good coach. Objectively a good coach in terms of motivating men and getting them excited to play and being honest with the media and having, you know, ha- just having a good rep around the league. Yes. And, and an but overall, I think an overall offensive an overall offense, I don't want to say like game plan. That's the wrong word. Like an, an offensive mentality or like an offensive ethos. <laughs> yeah. And an ethos would be a good word. Like I like, I like the offenses he's put together, but yeah, like, I mean, we, we saw that chart. I think it was Ben Baldwin. Eric put it in his article. He wrote like the, and th- this is what we said about, you know, what he was going to do. He was the worst coach left last week and he's going to leave win percentage on the field with some bad decisions. And it was just, you know, Breeze, Breeze, I don't want to say Breeze bailed them out. They played well, but Brady getting all those, Brady getting all those short fields with those receivers. What do you think is going to happen? You're going to lose by 10. That's what's yeah. going to happen. It, it, the Saint, the, the Bucks were bailed out by a Saints team that had probably had like 10% of the season snaps with Kamara, Breeze, and Michael Thomas together on the same field over the course of the entire season. And they weren't on the same page. Breeze is still banged up. 
I mean, he's like, you know, under throwing Kamara on a, on a Texas route. Like what are yeah. we like, like, that's, that's pretty, I mean, I feel confident I can complete that in a clean pocket. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, no, it gave, it gave the Bucks defense a chance to be aggressive, a chance to, you know, to really cheat on the short stuff and create the tips, create the picks, you know, all the turnover, all that. And, and Jared Cook is always asking to be fumbled. I'm glad someone finally saw it and took advantage of that, even though, uh, you know, it's, it was, you know, I, I would have liked to see this, you know, the Saints move on for futures purposes. I'm happier with, with uh, Brady in this game for a handicapping yeah. standpoint. I guess the, over the last eight games for the Buccaneers, like my main read on it is Brady is doing it in spite of the coaching. Yes. Is, am I am I being too hard on them? No. I think I do think that they have found a way to blend it a little bit better. But my whole reason for picking against the Bucks against the spread in the first week against Washington. Sure. And then you know last week I picked, I thought that Saints were my favorite bet of the weekend honestly because I. They beat him like Bruce Arians is not going to adjust his system. He's not going to start all of a sudden. Like Bill Belichick would look at the matchup and say, "All right, Josh, we're running mesh forty-two times against the Saints linebackers with Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin, yeah. and then you know you're going to have a read with Mike Evans on a nine route outside. Like we're just going to run that over and over again with you know um, they you can't know. stop it, and they'll they'll learn the hard way." Right. And Bruce Arians is stubborn and won't do that. He's also stubborn and won't. And I think it's more like that's just who he is. Okay. It's not like he's an idiot. He's just stubborn and what he's done works. I mean, that's why the Steelers ran him out of town. Yeah. Yeah. He, no, that checked out. Yeah. Were, yeah. And that's why we were worried about this marriage uh, yeah. before the season. Sure. Because it, in his, you know, at Brady's age, not wanting him getting hit, getting the ball out quicker, things that we saw work in New England are like, Bruce Arians isn't going to just change his, again, his ethos because he has Tom Brady. Like yeah. he's going to run his offense and it just, well, then they got all these receivers, everything worked out. They not only have Gronk, they have another good tight end. And now even Christ sakes, even uh, somebody in the chat just brought up yeah. playoff Lenny, even Fournette looked good last week. Mm. This, mm. I mean, Leonard, he looked good for Leonard Fournette. That's true. Like a nice route, making a great catch to carry yeah. rolling into the end zone. I mean, yeah. yeah. I guess because because here's here's the thing, you have let me count now: Evans, Godwin, um, Antonio Brown, Gronk, Brait, Scotty Mitchell, even Tyler Johnson, Tyler even Johnson. you have seven receiving options who are, you know, who are dynamic and Fournette, and Fournette. but yeah, you know, and if you had like a Dable type of aggressive, we're just going to pass, 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 and find different ways to hurt you, like. Six thousand yard season. Yeah, like this is like this is this is going crazy. But and what I really feel like I got out of some of the some of the audio, you know, some of the clips that you hear of Brady and Liftwich communicating on the sidelines, some of the stuff that like, hey, look at this, the Bucks are finally using some of Brady's plays from the Patriots that he succeeded so well in, and it's like it's week fifteen. What yeah. the hell? Like, guys, what are we doing here? Like, what, like it's taking this long to figure out how to use this guy? Um, so, yeah. No, maybe, no maybe better time to do it, though. Yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe implemented some plays from Oklahoma for Baker Mayfield, guys. Like, come yeah. on. Yes. Like, what are we doing? Yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. And okay. Now, so then, like, if, you yeah. Took, if you took the Bucks playmakers mm -hmm. and, and Brady and threw them on the Patriots, that team's 14 and 2. Sure. And sure. if you take the Patriots playmakers and Brady and put them on the Bucks, that team's 4 and 12. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I I completely agree with that. Um, okay, so this game in particular, 
Packers Bucks sets up in a way that I think is almost too easy, which is always a little, mm. always a little, always get a little nervous in the yeah. when you're this far into the season and so many people know the same things. Market's not stupid, you know. Let's not be, uh, let's not pretend like we know much more than everyone else betting into this market. Um, but a couple of things are pretty obvious that stand out here from a handicapping standpoint. The first is Matt Lafleur is a superlative game scripter. Yes. He comes up with a first 15 plays that is going to make you bleed. You are going to bleed in the first quarter against the Packers, period. Yeah. Tom Brady and the Bucks, they run on early downs in the first quarter. They try to figure out what you're doing on defense and just get a feel for the game. And how many freaking Super Bowls have we seen Brady score zero points in the first quarter? Like besides all of them, I guess maybe one he had three points. The, Do we have any points. examples of? Do we have any examples of Green Bay getting up early on Tampa? I don't know. We'll have to look at the schedule and see if there's an example of this. But let's just assume, for all intents and purposes, that Green Bay probably out to a hot start here. Tampa Bay's defense does not match up well against Green Bay, particularly in my opinion. You have um you know, you have a defense in Tampa that if they can be aggressive with your passer, then then they can make they can, you know, make you pay. They can make you hurt. Um but they will leave you they will leave you opportunities to take advantage of them over the top. Just ask Justin Herbert when he went to you know Tampa Bay uh, in the first half of that game. They attacked them over the top a couple of times early in that one, and it was eye-opening. Like, whoa, I guess this defense sucks. I, I didn't realize. But it was literally just the type of play that they were running and really took advantage of the aggressiveness of the Bucks defense. And if I'm if I'm armchair, you know, offensive coordinator seeing this, Matt LaFleur knows this. Like it's tough for me to see, and you know, and again to Andy's point, they went into you know into you know Tampa Bay in week six or whatever off their buy, and he was generating 0.77 EPA per play in the first quarter in that game. And that game looked over. It looked over. It, it was over. Ten yeah. nothing. Man. <laughs> yes, it was. It turned out, um, but. But not for you, <laughs> but not for me. Yeah. Call the oh, ambulance. Yeah. Call <laughs> an ambulance. Yes. <laughs> you did a meme on air. I like that. Yeah. Call the ambulance, but not for me. Um, <laughs> but in general, like how does, you know, how, I guess if, if you're Tampa, you know this too, right? Do you put a premium on trying to come into this game and try to get a hot start? Or are we literally looking at like, you know, this is the bet of the week, Green Bay first quarter, at plus money for a half point, Green Bay first half is minus two and a half plus money. Like, are these are these I mean, plus EV bets? Your opinion, first half? I mean, I mean, I was um, Arians. How he's not going to change? I mean, that's yeah, yeah. I was I was like moving stuff around. I was grabbing a notepad because we have our best bet show tomorrow. I'm definitely <laughs> playing Green Bay first quarter. Like, yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. Look at let's look no further than the freaking game last week against the Saints. Yeah. The Saints should have been up 14 nothing, and that game is probably over because yes. Brady's trying to chunk it deep and the Saints are being more conservative on offense and maybe not making as many mistakes. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Green Bay, they ran in the first quarter against Tampa. Oh, my God. They ran 21 plays in the first yes. quarter against Tampa yeah. in, in that game where they lost 38-10. to 10. That is yeah. That is like it's weird. <laughs> they were three plays, nine yards and punted and then didn't see the ball again until the second quarter. Yep. And I do think that there'll be a feeling out. Like if we had some, you know, if we had some sort of situation where we had seen Tampa Bay 
And then, God, they came out against really – I mean, they, they played a little bit better against Washington. Nine plays, 55 yards for a field goal on the first drive. Five yeah. plays, 16 yards on the second one, and then scored a touchdown on the third drive. Washington's not the same, though. You know, they're, you're like no. – If they're, you consider what they did on balance in that game to that defense, those first couple drives were bad. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so I think we have, a, we have proof of what the Buccaneers will do in the regular season. And that carried over to the postseason. And we have proof of what the Packers will do in the regular season. And it carried over the postseason. So there's no reason. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, first quarter is a smash bet. Okay. I, I mean, I yeah. it's, a, it's a hard consensus. Let's just what play are some, what are some of the really good that, after 15 minutes. <laughs> what are some of the things that 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 break this bet? Like a Rodgers turnover? That seems pretty unlikely. Right? He had four picks all season. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, how many? How many were versus Tampa that week, though? I think he threw two in a row. So wasn't until the second quarter. Yeah, I do believe. <laughs> yeah, the other thing I saw uh, Boston say this on NFL Live this afternoon. He's like, "Watch out for Carlton Davis versus Devontae Adams. Carlton Davis, great in man coverage. Devontae, it's like, uh, uh, that's not the matchup that that's bad for like, yeah. and I dance great analyst, but." Devontae Adams was fresh off injury. He and Rodgers hadn't played together for multiple that's weeks. That's true. Like, that's if the if the if the if the Packers get Devontae Adams on Carlton Davis one on one all game long, it's adios amigo. I mean, it is. Uh, he's, he's breaking much better coverage men right now. And yeah, where this offense is compared to where it was 10, 12 weeks ago, it's Maybe. not the same. Like if they keep their foot on the gas, like, I'm I'm excited. I am kind of excited for an over in this just because of the game the game script and you know where where I stand on the Green Bay defense, especially the Green Bay defense with the lead. And we've played this game before with second halves. We've done it with Mitch fucking Trubisky. <laughs> we said, we said like, yeah, the Green Bay has a lead, but like, you know, and playoffs are different. But I believe this Green Bay defense can be scored on if another offense gets aggressive, has to get aggressive, oh, stays yeah. aggressive, plays with all four downs because they're down. This sets, you know, a situation in the playoffs even more dire. You get to that four down territory a lot quicker. So, like, live overs are going to feel pretty good if Green, if Green yes. Bay drives to a big enough lead or even any any lead by either team i feel like i'm going to be smashing live overs i know i know somebody in here who live bets a lot as well how about can, live how, can yeah. me. how about no, live bucks I, yeah that, well, some live yeah. overs yeah. 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 live over live, live bucks what's the right call let's okay so let's let's say let's say that we're not we're not uh, we're not idiots oh. and we've we've correctly identified the most likely way that the first quarter goes down green bay is up 14-3 what do we do now? Are you uh, taking Tampa to... plus 10 and a half or are you taking the over? Yeah. The over. So oh. if it's 14 3, if it's, I think the perfect first quarter score under what we're projecting to bet on, and we're going to ride this consensus that netted us a very profitable weekend last year, <laughs> is 10 nothing Green Bay after one. Yeah, that seems fair. And if it's 10 nothing Green Bay after one, then I think our live oh, – because you know what the other game like this was? And let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, what week was the Saints-Packers game? Week three. Okay, week three. Yeah, so really really that. Because I was convinced – that was a Sunday night football game. I was convinced, and the Saints were up 7-3 to three after the first quarter, that that game was going under from the, like pre-flop. I liked it yeah. pre-flop. Yeah, same. I was on that as well. I think actually, yeah, a bunch of us were. So it's seven three after the first quarter, and it's like this is in great shape. 
And then what happened was, I believe the you, you just had basically both teams chasing points at different times. The the Packers, uh, the Packers scored twice in the second quarter, and the Saints scored twice in the second quarter. I guess it was just sort of turned into a shootout. And then the the Packers are up, and the Saints were chasing points. Right? Yep, 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 yep. I believe that's what it was. So, yeah, I think there's a pretty good chance that if Green Bay has a ten nothing lead after the first quarter, that we could see, as Andy points out. Bruce Arians really start opening it up. Sure, and he has to go to the good place. You yeah, can't, he yep. can't. He can't do what he wants to do, which is this let him hit the showers. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, and your total. What, what's your total at that point? Like forty, somewhere between forty-five and forty-eight, depending. Yeah. You know how things are looking. So you know if it's a forty-seven and a half, yeah, it's probably a, probably me hitting buttons. Okay. I think, so yeah. are we? What is it? Is it fifty-one preflop? Yes, fifty-one yes, preflop. I believe so. Is preflop the most. If preflop's the hottest like gambling term to emerge, oh, yeah. it, it's it's really it's, it's really caught on this one. one. Yeah, it's yeah. a good one. I've like started writing it in my articles. I'm like, it's preflop. I'm like, hey, maybe I should. Say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if it's fifty-one. I think if you get anything under forty-eight at ten, nothing or fourteen, fourteen-three, it's probably still at fifty, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah I guess. It's I guess fifty-three. Are you still feeling out Tampa Bay a little bit at that point, though? Like this is their third week in a row on the road. This is this is a this is a this is a Florida team. You, I guess just off the top of your head, Andy, what would you guess the coldest game time temperature that the Buccaneers played in this season was? Probably the New York game, the what, Giants game. Yeah, what what was the temperature in that? What's like forty eight. 60 degrees. They have not played in below 60 degree weather. How warm was it in Washington two weeks ago? I don't know. 60 degrees, I guess. <laughs> okay. And, and someone in the chat did bring up Rams and Packers were tied after one. Yeah, we, we think That's much cool. more highly of of McVay's, you know, his scripted plays than we do That's of cool. anything Arians would ever do. Well, and, even, and, even though the, the Rams are not nearly as good. The Goff, they came out doing the opposite of what we thought they would. They let Goff throw it. And it definitely yeah, his thumb was great as it turned out. He looked awesome and it caught the Packers way off way off guard because he had those two shot plays, one to um Reynolds, and then the next play to Robert Woods, it picked up a ton of yards. And then that got them. And then they and then they like they were running no huddle and they hit those two big plays, and then McVeigh like huddled up and ran Wildcat with Cam Akers. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. Andy, you were right. By the way, Washington was colder. They were it was forty degrees there, but every one of their 40, regular season, I mean, yeah, every the one regular, of their regular season games was over sixty degrees. The whole second half of the regular season, they never went north, and if they did, it was like Detroit, and they were yep. indoors. Like it was, I think it was like late October or something in New York was like the really the coldest game they would have likely played. I didn't even go back and check the weather. They just they just had a, a warm weather kind of schedule. So Brady but, said but, his blood is thin, man. 40 degrees in Alexandria, like Washington area versus 28 in Green Bay. That's that's like the difference between Tampa or like Miami and Tampa, like relative to temperatures. I mean, that's like that's I mean, no, sorry, it's more than that. It's like North Carolina to Miami. I mean, they, that's a huge gap to me. Oh, like yeah. 40 and we, might, we might be getting snow as well. They, like there's a storm front coming through this weekend. It hits. I'll let you know when it hits me because I'll be like a day before Green Bay. I'll keep you updated on that, but I, if I don't know who that, I guess in both games, I'm not sure who would gain an advantage if there was snow during the game, but I, I don't think it would help, you know, our guy that's now retired down in Boca Raton 
playing for the Bucks. I'm not worried about. He's complained about the cold weather a lot this year. <laughs> he has. He said like four or five things. He's like, "Well, I'm never going back to the cold weather." It's like, you might. New England. Hey, you might have to. Okay, so I guess the how about the third third uh, straight roadie? Um, last last week, uh, is it fair to say that the Ravens were lethargic out there, and that could in some ways be ascribed to not just the wind, but the fact that that was their third straight week traveling? That's a good point. And I also think when you talk about a third straight road game for a team like Tampa, so not only are you going, so you're going from DC, but you're, but you're, you're going Tampa, warm Tampa to cold DC, mm-hmm. back to warm Tampa, over to the dome, back to warm Tampa, up to Lambeau Field. And I think one of the things that's sort of flown under the radar too is, you're traveling this season i know you know home 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 field advantage sort of went out the window against the spread but like you have to do a bunch of this protocol stuff and it's got to be a pain like you're doing traveling i know it's easier first class flying and all that but like you know you're getting swabbed i mean like all it just it just doesn't seem like it would be all that awesome you know you're not we we wondered about that before the season that was like my theory that maybe home field would you know because we were seeing it disappear and i said isn't it you know just i read this one thing somebody posted in the chat about like the protocol, and this was just for anybody who was going to check into this certain hotel and like the protocol with the luggage and this and that and everything. And I'm like, my God, is it going to be like just this awful maneuver to get on a plane, off a plane, into a hotel, out of the hotel, into a stadium? And yeah. as it turns out, and again, we've mentioned it and we've seen plenty of studies where people have run the numbers and it's just home field has kind of gone. A lot of it, as it turned out was the fans. And I mean, that brings me to my point. We are going to have fans in both stands this weekend again. And I I think that, I think, you know, you can say third straight roadie and yes, there's signal there. It doesn't help the Ravens, but Christ, those fans were loud in Buffalo. Oh my yeah. god! It was awesome. Honestly, you think it's yeah? It's who is? I think there was a quote of some of the one of the Packers saying that like sixty six thousand sounded like sixty five thousand. Like it was, it was basically get, whatever. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, this I I don't think that you the Packers against the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Packers about the Rams. They were like so excited to finally have fans. It was like it was. It sounded so loud. You know, it's like okay, yeah. Yeah, if you've been playing in if you've been playing in zero for the whole season, and all of a sudden you have six thousand people cheering you, or you, it's going to be pretty cool. And I get that. Buffalo and Green Bay. I'm just going to say it. Two drunkest fan bases. Exactly. This is not. not It's not not even one and one a base sipping back Pinot Grigio and like nibbling <laughs> on, you know, like caviar and cheese. Like might get out in that you trying to get you guys trying to get the Kansas City fi- fans fired up or what? Like, well, I, I mean, I they might know. be completely leave them out of the conversation. Boulevard, like yeah. just eating raw meat. Yeah. Okay. So chance that reasonable chance, non-zero probability that Tampa Bay is out of this one because of the conditions, because of the travel that because of the fact that, you know, even on their best day, Rogers is going to hang points on them. Yep. Right. Uh, how do we feel about a blind bet on Tampa in the second half? Like Tampa is seems built for a comeback. They can, they can hit home runs. They have guys that can absolutely get open yeah. down the field. They have a they have a offensive line that pass protects like freaking badasses. They have a run defense that is going to not let Green Bay play keep away. And eat the clock with an eight-minute drive, right? And in fact, if I'm Lafleur, I know that I'm not. 
planning on running much at all in this game, even with the lead. I'm passing, passing, passing. We're gonna hang 40 on these guys. And We're not even if AB, risk yeah. If right? AB is healthy, he's turned into like just like god level possession receiver now. Yeah. Or it just you're finding him 12 yards down the field along the sidelines, just open. And you know, Brates, Brates played that part too, just getting little, not over the top stuff, but little chunks to Brate, little chunk, just just moving, always moving. Like they, their offense has looked pretty good. I, I don't know the status for AB uh, still day to day, but again, we've mentioned just the list of receivers they have. Even if you're missing one, it's still a ton. Are you guys uh, are you guys aware of who was the 2016 Atlanta Falcons quarterbacks coach? Was it Lafleur? It was Matt Lafleur. Really? Oh my goodness! Tom Brady not stormed back against him in the second half. Do you think that Matt LaFleur is going to take his foot off the gas against Tom effing Brady after I want to bet the over right now. You know what, Will? I would have said no fucking way, except what was up with Shanahan last year in the Super Bowl? He was in that spot too. He sh- Why wasn't he more aggressive in that game? I still don't get it. And I had his brain. I won Chiefs bets on that game, so I shouldn't be upset about it. Why wasn't he more aggressive? What you don't have, Drew, is you don't have the, the MVP. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, I think yeah. Shanahan was like, we got yeah. like we okay. got this team with Jimmy. We got to hold on for dear life. And he did yeah. take the shot with Emmanuel Sanders. But I guess they were trailing. Yeah, yeah they had a 10-point lead. A 10-point lead at that point in the game feels good against 31 other quarterbacks. Um, I, Somebody wants to know, is Faley and Summer on this podcast? Like, nah, no, he was on the wild card round. Yeah, last week. Yeah. Suma. Suma. Yeah, he's Fabian's asleep, man. It's like Fabian, four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. I mean, I think, I mean, I think LaFleur has to know that you, this is not a, like you, you know, Ro- and Rogers has to know he just watched Drew Brees get put Caught to from behind, run down from behind, right? Yes. Yes. Like, Took him to the farm, let him run around for the rest you know, this is your, if you're Aaron Rodgers, this is it. You yeah. want the second Super Bowl So people stop talking about your wasted career in green Bay. Yeah. This is it. Yeah, you have to win this one. Yeah, no, the aggressive index is at ten f- until the final whistle. If you're Green think, Bay, right? God, I just want Green Bay team total now. <laughs> I think but, that should be the secret. Well, and not only that, but we, and we've mentioned this numerous times. But the, what happened against the Colts? Again, sorry for your tickets on that one. What uh, happened against the Colts? Like that had that was a nice kick in the pants as far as staying aggressive in the yeah, second great half. Great point. Great point. That's the kind of lesson you want a team to have learned in the regular yeah. season. For That's this to game. their advantage. Yeah. Lost lost money money in that game. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Green Bay team total. Yeah. For Andy, first of all, if we can get 27 and a half Green Bay team total, you're in. Yes, that's the secret team total. Okay. Uh last last point. Why aren't why am I not like empty the accounts on Green Bay minus three? Tom it's three and a half right now. And it's not, is it three and a half right now? It's because it's already trickling back up. Did I miss the low spot? I can, I can look. I think you can. I've been holding my breath all week, waiting for this to get to like three minus one fifteen ish. I saw it at one twenty, not long before we recorded. Yeah, the best three you're going to get right now is like one twenty five. Damn it. Maybe a one twenty three. I'm seeing. So. I why mean, am I, I? Why am I not laying three? And why half? are you not betting an alt at six and a half? Yeah, Why are you exactly. not betting a five and a half, a six? Yeah. I'm, Tom, I'm betting small. Tom Brady can come back on these guys. He can do it with these weapons against this defense. I mean, the pass, 
you know, there's some decent defenders. Catchers in the first quarter. <laughs> there's some. Yeah. There's some decent. There's some decent defenders in the secondary for the Green Bay Packers. Guys that get forgotten. I mean, I don't love the def. I I hate the Packers. The team. defense as a whole, I hate. Yeah, I hate. But they have game. some flash. They have some flash players. They do. I mean, like, well, let's say Antonio Brown's limited. I mean, you can kind of toss Jair Alexander on either Evans or Godwin, or just st- sit him on one side and be like, "You're taking one of these dudes," and then yeah, take away that half the field. And then force. I mean, I don't think Tom Brady's going to get into give up mode in in this game because the I don't think the Packers defense is good enough, and it's a conference championship, and that's just not what Tom Brady does. But I mean, I can definitely see a they're getting some pressure on Brady early, and he starts throwing a couple of ducks. I mean, we saw that from him against when he gets hit. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, all right, I'm I'm eventually going to lay the points with the Packers. I'm probably I, and actually, you know what? We're talking about. I, I mean. 51 let's 50 this isn't a 51 point game like this should be 55 ish and you know a total that high i total that high how much how much is the hook worth nah you know sell it to four yeah okay and then we just uh, i mean because honestly like how like there's a there is a realization of this game that looks a hell of a lot like green bay tennessee is there not warm weather team awesome freaking offense defense has question marks goes up to lambo it's a little field's a little questionable a little slick yeah, Will said. Will said, like Brady's not giving up. <clears throat> Brady's important. Brady's the most important person on the team. He's the most important position on the team. He might not give up, but there is nothing worse, you know. From my, I'm going to go back to Andy's high school football career because that's comparable <laughs> to Tom Brady. And the, and the, like, there's there's something to be said for losing a game, and it's a nice fall evening. And it's beautiful out. Like, oh, yeah, this stinks, guys. We're losing. There's another thing to be down 21 and it's snowing and awful. Like, (laughs) I want to get everybody just wants to get on that bus and go back to the school. Like, this sucks. I hate it out here. I want to go golfing. Like, and not saying anyone would ever quit, but it's a little easier to quit when it's miserable out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll get them next year when it's at our house. Have we seen Tom, Tom Brady this year come back? from a huge deficit with this game. He, he closed an enormous gap against the Chiefs to backdoor that three yeah, and a half. They backdoored yeah. um, the Chiefs were letting everybody do that. Yeah. He had a comeback. I mean, he, he came back against Saints last week, but that was defense related more than it was Brady. Yeah. Um, Getting 30-yard fields. So. He was not able to mount a comeback week one against the Saints. He was not able to mount a comeback against... Chargers. Oh, Chargers. Chargers. Oh yeah, the char- yeah. You know what? Actually, yeah, I mean, that was great. Yeah, that was that was a very solid second half by. Uh, by Brady. In, in thinking about both of those games, those were situations where Brady's like they're like like you said, let's let's use the good plays. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I think that's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he came back to Atlanta. Oh, that's right. Oh, they, oh that's they, right. Goff tried to get them back in the game against the Rams, but they still lost. Yeah, um, comeback against Atlanta was brutal, but Atlanta. Was. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay so I, this year, but I mean, again, in all three of those games, so that's sort of the. I think you're right, Drew, on the second half, Tampa bet. Just like, fire away on them. Okay. Yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully, it's like and, 28 and, 14 or something. And yeah. it could be a Tampa Bay team total over second half, or just the that's, second yeah, half. Over, the second half over. I think in some way, shape, or form, we're betting on Tampa Bay to score some points. And it might end up, if the over's reasonable, it might be both teams score some points because Tampa Bay will push Green Bay to remain aggressive, not blow yeah. Aaron's, you know, last, maybe one of his last chances. So, 
It'll be hysterical. I like we have a second player, a second half player already loaded. I mean, I just, <laughs> I right? I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, I like Green Bay first quarter. I like yeah. the Green Bay team total, the half and the first and the full game. Yep. And I, mean, I like the full game over and I like Green Bay. And then I think that you probably get some kind of window if you want with Tampa Bay in the second half. Yeah, or, either second half or live somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Or ju- yeah, yeah. A live window with Tampa Bay. This, or this you game can- play, you know what this game plays out like? This game plays out like Chicago at Green Bay on Sunday night football week uh what was that, week twelve? Yeah. Maserati Mitch got us two in the yeah. second half. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like we're all on the same page. Let's take a quick break and then let's get to game number two. Good thing we only have two this week. <laughs> Hey, Whale Capper here. If you live in New Jersey or Colorado, check out our new sponsor, WinBet. If you sign up with the link in this tweet and make at least one wager, we'll send you a free deep dive hoodie. You can't buy one of these. You can only get one by supporting the pod. We appreciate your help and best of luck this weekend. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of comments to people who don't live in Colorado and New Jersey that want a hoodie. There's a way they can still get one, right, Andy? There is a way. Yeah, you still can't buy it. Don't try to buy it. I've had people offer me lots of money. I have no control over that. You either need to be as famous as Will and be a friend of the pod, and we'll send you one, or... I don't have have a hoodie yet. Where's my hoodie? It looks really good. I have not even okayed that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So if you want want a hoodie and you don't live in uh, New Jersey or Colorado, um, you know, go give a a five-star rating to the BetSperts app. Um, make sure to leave enough information there so that we can identify who you are. Cause we're going to pick a couple random people and we're going to send them deep dive hoodies as a gratitude. And after, be, you know, even beyond this, uh, this particular win promotion, we're getting, we're going to be printing out hoodies and trying to come up with free ways to send them out to people because we appreciate you guys. And, um, yeah. Sorry, we'll, hoodies. What's that? Do, uh, do a free squares game for the Super Bowl. Oh, now we're talking. We, we will be doing some Love sort it. of Super Bowl, like the Google Docs thing, the you know, or a Google Forms, like enter, oh, yeah. enter yeah, a bunch yeah, of props. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, yeah, you'll be able to win some stuff. You'll be able yep. to win some stuff on the on the Super Bowl for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, give the uh, give the BetSports app a five star rating, and uh, we'll send you a hoodie if uh, yep. you are a lucky winner. Um, okay, moving on to um, Kansas City Buffalo. Not as much to say about this game. Yeah, let's not, not do close. this game because of the injury. Let's just, let's just wait. <laughs> See you guys. Have a good night. Uh, yeah, good we'll night. For, you know, we wait for all of our bets to cash on Green Bay, and then we go and we bet them right before the AFC title game. That's how that works, right? Like That's, you, you wait and you make all those bets in the in that gap, right? Well, as they're doing the trophy presentation, you're just getting all your fire and fire, fire, fire. Um, what is Andy drinking? How are we not going to have like a? <laughs> what are you drinking? There's oh, like a, I got one of those things where you can mash a bunch of fruit in there. Oh, uh, it's like I tell my wife I'm eating fruit now. I portable Manhattan or something. I mean, they're, they're not like they're Are they yet. alcohol soaked with the those look like alcohol soaked cranberries to me. Yeah, they're rum soaked cranberries. Yeah, I'm not a professional. Um, okay, so the nightcap would have been the more interesting game if we had a fully healthy, fully ready to go Mahomes because these two teams match up like you know absolutely perfectly. Uh, Chiefs and Chiefs light, Chiefs and Chiefs ice as Andy coined last week, which I thought was perfect. The Buffalo Bills are Chiefs ice. Um, you know, a little bit more volatile, a little higher alcohol version of the Chiefs. Um, amazing passing. Pass first team. Pass first teams. Uh, We're a team running, we've fallen in love with. Yeah. Running, running, running back question marks. Um, you know, and defenses that are suspect that can be attacked. I mean, this is a very, very competitive matchup, and it's a very going to be a very competitive game. Now, 
it has been a long-standing tradition on this podcast to throw dirt on the Chiefs and say how stupidly overrated they are by the market and that you're paying a tax every time you bet the Chiefs and just know it if you're betting them. I've done it. I've done it knowingly, um, but you just should know it. Um, this week, though, has offered a unique opportunity where you are probably paying, making a tax-free bet if you bet Chiefs minus three because there is a tiny teeny sliver of likelihood that Mahomes does not get cleared by the independent neurologist and that this is the Chad Henney show. And in that tiny sliver, uh, you know, there's enough probability that they've moved the number from three and a half to three and three. That's pretty fair. It's, it's tough for me to come away from you know just evaluating these teams, considering the situation, considering the home field advantage for the Chiefs, the little bit of extra rest they had with the bye and the bye week 17, uh, and just their overall strength when they're 100% that you know, they ought to be favored by about a field goal here. Now, there are specific aspects of this matchup that I cannot advocate backing the Chiefs, but Andy, you did. So I'm curious, and I'm going to give you the floor first. Make the case. Sell me this Chiefs minus three. I just I make it minus a million that he plays. Okay. I don't think there's a situation playing. He's yeah. going to play. I don't yeah. I don't think there's a situation where this I don't think the neurologists are truly independent once we get to this point in the season. This is a billion upon billion dollar industry. If Rogers needs to or Rogers, excuse me, Roger, not Aaron, Aaron Rogers is not a bad guy. I mean, ask his family, maybe they think so. But Roger Goodell is legitimately possibly a supervillain. And if whatever it's going to take, we're going to get you're getting your poster boy play. He will he will be playing. So, yeah, I made it. I made it closer to four. Not to not to push back and, and carry water for the league here. But devil's avocado here. If if these guys weren't independent, then Mahomes is back out of the field in the second half. When the Chiefs are about to lose to the Browns, right? Yeah, yeah. I just don't it's think. Fair. I, I just don't think they had enough time to get to that guy. Maybe so. Okay, that's fair. They, like the, they, they were sending somebody from the league office. He just got there too late, and they're, Dude, they're Roger like, was in the stadium. Henny, Henny looks okay. Roger was there. He was. I know. I don't think he had his cronies with him. Like oh. you don't travel with Henry. He doesn't do the dirty work himself. What if there was like three travel scary henchmen? Oh, that's super box. villain. Yeah, super villain rule number one is you don't do the dirty work yourself. You have henchmen. I get it. Yeah, okay. you have henchmen. All right, anyway. Either I mean, jo joking aside, I do think he plays. I don't think he had a concussion. They've come out and said he didn't. Basically, they've said he's in concussion protocol because of the symptoms he showed based on getting his ass choked out. I think he's fine. I'm I'm actually more worried about the toe than anything. Hey, uh, and I do make I make it for. Go ahead. Uh, interruption moment. Do we think they shot him up with some heavy duty painkillers at halftime, and that was part of the reason he looked like he had drunk Bambi legs? Ooh. I, I don't know, man. He got choked funny. Like I, I thought I have said this numerous times. I thought it was a leg injury. The way he stood up and couldn't put weight on that leg, I'm like, oh no. What about what's going on? And then they they said concussion. I'm like, well, that doesn't make a lick of damn sense. So he, I mean, the basis of my handicap is I make the number bigger than three. Three being a super key 14% kind of number, even with a higher total, pretty key. I think it should be four. And mm. in the rare case, in the rare case, he doesn't play. It doesn't matter what number I got. It's bad. Like sure. if he, if he is out in the very small chance he's out, it doesn't matter what number I got. If it's on the other side of zero, I'm fucked. Like that's, that's the wrong number. So I played it because I do believe he plays. I think they're the better team. I love the bills. I, I 
I kind of like the over in this one too. But again, I see I see way too many paths and game scripts for this one to stay under compared to what I, you know, the the permutations of the Green Bay game. So I, I'm probably gonna stay away from this total altogether. But yeah, I was fine with that. I was pretty sad when it went to two and a half, but I didn't add. I'm I'm just gonna sit on it. I mean, there was there's some people that made good cases for <laughs> taking plus three, plus, you know, whatever they could find. They said you're you're free rolling that that he doesn't play. Like essentially you still have a plus three. If he doesn't play, you're sitting on a plus three when the line moves to minus three. You get like five points of value. And if he does play, is there a huge difference in your mind? It's not like he took a plus two and a half. So it's 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 silly, I guess, on my part to probably get involved too early, but I was fine with it. And I've just I've convinced my numbers on this team and I'm I'm riding them. Okay. Uh Will, um, is this an actionable angle or am I because I'm I'm struggling. I'm struggling because these teams are so similar. Yeah. I'm struggling to find actionable angles to bet this one. So I don't think the Mahomes thing is an actionable angle. And I'm actually rewatching the injury right now. And if you, I think here's what I think happened. I think he got pulled down in like a sleeper hole style thing because he never, his, there's no helmet, yep. helmet contact. Yeah. yeah. His head never hit the, um, his, his own helmet. Like his head never hit the turf and knocked his helmet out. And if you got hit in the windpipe while you were like running at full speed, I think you very easily could, or like it got twisted. Like you got choked out and you lost oxygen. You would get woozy, right? But now let's do tinfoil cap. Conspiracy. We've all played the choke game, Will. What's that? <laughs> yeah, Not big. That's the whole point of it. Right. Yeah. You got, you got to get a little woozy, right? So but let's play the conspiracy tin or the tinfoil hat angle the other way. Now Mahomes goes into the, into the locker room and I think Carrington Harrison, who's in sports radio in Kansas city said that a source told him that Mahomes was able to answer four or five questions, but one that was could not answer one that was game specific. And at that point, the independent neurologist cannot clear him to go back to the game. Oh, interesting. Placed into the protocol learning stuff. He's ruled out, right? Yeah. yeah. Like at that point, he's it's like, you know, rules of the rules. Them's the ba- rules them's the breaks. Yeah. So he then think about the language that Andy Reid has used since a- after the game. Andy Reid was like, "Yeah, he cleared some stuff." It's like, what? What do you mean he cleared some stuff? I mean, he t- he was tweeting. He like he yeah, that was somebody brought that up in the chat on our previous podcast. They said the fact that they let him use a cell phone, like you don't get to use a screen device if you have a bad concussion. Right. And so today on Wednesday, he goes out there and he has non-contact practice, which is a huge sign for him playing. Like if he's doing non-contact on Wednesday, he's fine. That what you'd be looking for with the concussion is non-contact on Friday. And then you think there's a really good chance he'll play, but it does non-contact on Wednesday. The chiefs list him as a full participant mm-hmm. and then they walk it back and they're like, no, 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 never mind. He was limited. I think somebody from the league probably called the chiefs is like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, like, like I, I read on why that had to happen, though. What's that? I I read about that. They said he was a full participant because it was a walkthrough, and then they, they somebody made them walk it back because they said if it had been a full practice, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't have he's still he in protocol. Have he yeah. could not be at full. So they, they made him walk it back because he technically. So he he got walked back to limited on a technicality. So that's exactly. I, I'm with. Them. But the league doesn't want 
this to look like the Chiefs are just kicking this because people will start yeah. writing articles like did Mahomes did the Chiefs bypass concussion protocol? So Mahomes oh, Smith play. makes a sequel. Right. <laughs> Doctor, uh, what a, I mean, because Colin Coward's out there on today, like the day post championship game. It's like, what are you talking? Tell, tell the, the truth. Day. Yeah, tell the truth. We tell all we truth. want is Kansas City to tell the truth. Um, okay, so is is this an actionable angle though? Let's assume I, I your breakdown was perfect. I I'm fully bought in. I learned a lot about the pro- protocol this week. I'll tell you that. Pat I Mahomes. asked pretty good about it on my podcast. That's let's how go. Know. Let's go back a year in time to yeah. an AFC championship game that was Pat Mahomes' second in his career. He was down ten points to the mighty Tennessee Titans. <laughs> hope was hope was waning at the end of the first half. Are we going to go into halftime with a deficit? Lo and behold, oh, Pat sorry. Mahomes. <laughs> unlocked a, ga- a gear. He unlocks the whole aspect of his game Eight that we gear. had not seen before. He is scrambling on third downs in crunch time of you know in in, in you know in the two minute drill for the Chiefs. He's scrambling, and oh my gosh, he's fast. And holy shit, his vision is excellent. And why are we surprised by this, <laughs> right? And Andy Reid saying, you know what, we're going to call some plays where we clear at this whole half of the field, and we're going to give Mahomes two opportunities. One, his guy beats his, 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 his receiver beats his man. He throws a home run. His receivers are well covered. He takes off and scrambles for 20 yards. It works to perfection to the tune of he runs a 27-yard scramble touchdown. The Chiefs take the lead heading into halftime, and the rest is history. Okay? Yeah. A lot of the DNA of the Chiefs this season, particularly in two-minute warning, particularly in we are up one score and we need to put away this game, the DNA has been third down and medium or long. We're not going to just rely on a pass. We're going to give Mahomes the opportunity to run if the if the lane is there. And he has done it to perfection. And a lot of the kind of you know, hey, they're up a field goal and I'm pulling my hair out because I'm like, how can they not be freaking covering? They've been dominating this game. And it's like, well, you know, they know that they're not ever giving the ball back because they're going to get a first down every time they freaking feel like it. And yeah. a lot of that, I think, was Mahomes' mobility and his ability to scramble, which has been superlative now going on a year and a game. Is that impacted by whatever's going on with this foot injury? Is that impacted by even if his foot is feeling fine and or shut up, He's not willing to put his head in harm's way by scrambling. More likely to slide, less likely to get the key yard. Does that impact, you know, does this lower the ceiling of what we're expecting in terms of efficiency from the Chiefs offense this week? Is that an actionable angle? I think it might be, Drew. So Patrick Mahomes for his career, over the course of his regular season career, 3.74 rush attempts per game. In 2020, it was 4.1 rush attempts per game. Mm. But over the course of his playoff career, in six playoff games so far, 5.33, 5 point, yeah, 5.33 rush attempts per game. That's a huge spike for him run way more. And I can't get out of my head. And this may be why I'm so like on the fence about this game. Yeah. I can't get out of my head the picture of and I so I got Mahomes in the F, FFPC, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And our team's our team's dead, so it's fine. Um yeah. Link Cal Cal, by the way, is like at Cal, uh, Cal, Cal winning it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, he has Lamar, I think, in, in that Mr. Brown team. Yeah, so. Mr. Brown. Brown's uh, in oh, Cactus Jack there. But uh, yeah, so like I I couldn't get out of my head watching that one scramble he had where he's 
It was like he the table, and he looked like he was holding a walker. Yes. Like he's yeah. like, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. I, can, I can picture it. It was to, to the left. Yeah. He's it's like maybe somewhere in the eight to 10 yards. And he just and it sucked. The, the funny thing is, like, even hobbled Mahomes, there was so much room cleared out. Yeah. Just from the scheme. It's the like, the play man, design was Peyton, brilliant. It's like Peyton Manning today could walk <laughs> into that <laughs> offense and probably scramble for six yards on that play. <laughs> Yeah. 55 year old Peyton Henning run 13 and a half yards on that play. Chad Henney did it. I mean, the, the, yeah. so, and I mean, devil's what well, I'm going to say advocate devil's advocate. Cause I think that's the saying you said avocado. Which I like that better. Advocate. Avocado is fun. devil's <laughs> avocado is very, it's a 30 rock. Oh, oh, we're going sure green. I, I need to rewatch. Tracy yeah. goes on Larry King live and Larry's like, Tracy, there's a war breaking out here. And he's like, devil's avocado, Larry. <laughs> like wearing a tuxedo What's that? Yeah. five uh, what am i a farmer oh god no you, you guys killed my train of thought no devil's ad full devil's avocado on this is whenever assholes like us are talking about something like this sure the smartest gd coach in the league also knows and he's, yep. uh, I, and that's where i'm excited i'm excited slash scared to see like if they're just going to stop using that sort of clear out you know, option to run on third down if they're going to see some different stuff. If we're going to see, you know, and th the scary part is you don't get those rushes, which were so effective. They were yeah. always, you know, if you want to talk about play success on those runs, it was high because yeah. they were third. Basically, a play is successful on third down if you get the yards to gain. And the fact that he was always getting the yards to gain was, you know, indicative of how high the, you know, the, the, uh, success percentage was. So if you take that out, you can say, well, that sucks. But at the same time, if you take that out, Andy's just putting something different in and something different might be something that's not on film. Okay. And that's okay. bad okay. for Bill's defense. That's very fair. So basically, instead of we're clearing out the left and creating a running lane, we're making it look like that. And this is actually a screenplay to D Williams to the right or something like that. Like that's that's where you're getting at. Yeah, yeah I don't I don't know what it is. I'm surprised. I'm I'm excited for the surprise. But now the cool part about the the chess match here is that the coach on the other side, Sean McDermott, is Andy Reid's old defensive coordinator. Yeah. Who from Philadelphia, he fired Jim Johnson. He replaces him with Sean McDermott. McDermott gets crushed by the fans uh because he wasn't Jim Johnson. Gets run the hell out of town as quick as can be. It goes to Carolina, rehabilitates his image with another Andy Reid protege in, in Ron Rivera. Andy Reid replaces you know, the, the butterfly effect of this is kind of fascinating, but McDermott can't fill Jim Johnson's shoes. Andy Reid decides to replace him with Juan Castillo, their offensive line coach, for the for the dream team. That team goes to absolute crap. And Andy Reid's, you know, Andy Reid's tenure in Philadelphia ends in 2013 or 2012 and he goes to Kansas City and now he and McDermott are squaring off again. I, I think they're probably great friends. I don't think McDermott holds a grudge on that, but I do wonder no, working with Andy Reid for that long and knowing Andy Reid that well, does it give him a built-in advantage to be able to sort of see the moves in advance about how Andy Reid might operate offensively? Hmm. Picturing some Queen's, Queen's Gambit scenes where McDermott's <laughs> laying there in bed and he can see he sees the X's nose on the ceiling. That's perfectly fair. Yeah, a fair point by Will is like McDermott's a very good coach. A Dable's a very, you know, that's the offense, obviously, but they, they have a good defensive coordinator. They have a good staff overall. They have a smart team. 
And so, yeah, it, it's, it might come down to the changes that Andy Reid's going to make. Is it, is it going to be two steps ahead of McDermott or one step ahead? Because if it's only and, one step ahead, it might not be a step ahead at all. And I think Leslie Frazier was on the early Eagles teams with Andy Reid. I want to oh, say he, he was 99 to 2002. So, yeah, right? I don't know where he was before Minnesota. I'm not sure. He was so, so it sounds Andy, like uh, Andy Reid has a hell of a coaching tree. I, it sounds like you have a giant bulletin board with all of these moves. Like I picture you a Pepe Silva bulletin board with all the coaching tree moves. You know, yeah. you, you nailed that. Well, yeah. Yeah. He was a D backs coach from 99 to 02 in Philly. Well, but then, and then, I mean, this is off topic, but it is really crazy when you start thinking about it. Like Andy Reid's coaching tree is just a branch of Mike Holmgren's coaching tree, which is just a branch of Bill Walsh's coaching tree. Like, all very good. It, it's crazy. <laughs> but back to the RIP Dennis Green. I know. <laughs> and oh, I thought they were. Um, he was in that. Uh, so if I'm Leslie Frazier and Sean McDermott, and McDermott's defense is dating back to his entire career, have sure. been linebacker heavy, and his defenses are at their best when he's got great linebackers. You know, you had Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis, and now you have Tremaine Edmonds and Matt Milano, and they haven't had a great season. I get it, but the Bills' defense has been much better. Uh, the last since they're by basically, I think sure. the DOA splits are are like crazy, like twenty four exactly. before and seventh after. If I think that Patrick Mahomes has a busted toe, and I'm watching that tape, and I think Patrick Mahomes can't run, and I know he's got seven days to like, you know, Mahomes is. I mean, how much work can you do on a foot or toe injury in the span of six days? Right? I, I don't know that there's a not lot. A, if it's turf toe, it's not great. Like exactly. those are lingering. Yeah. So I'm going to sell out and give Patrick Mahomes all the runs he wants. Sure. And I'm going to bracket Travis Kelsey with Matt Milano and a safety. And I'm going to ask Tredavious White to hold up against um, uh, Tyreek Hill as best he can in single coverage with maybe some help shaded over that way. And then be like, look, one of you mofos keep an eye on Miko Hardman running across this, this formation. Because that's what Andy Reid did against last week. Is he, you know, he really utilized the dis distraction of Tyree kill and the speed of Tyree kill to get Miko Hardman open. There's, I don't think Sammy Watkins is playing. So no revenge game angle here. Right. It's, I don't think it's he likely he, he could, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, so, so you, you, you're, you know, you did Rook to Queens Bishop there or whatever Q four, but you know, and I'm just thinking, like, if I'm Andy Reid, I'm. Re I know that's not even a spot. I haven't. I got to rewatch the show. I guess there's. But you know, if if I'm Andy Reid and I'm realizing, like, they know my guy has a toe injury. They know we might not run, and we'll have to find something else. What do you? I don't point, know. Like, if yeah, if, it's it's such a yeah. I like that's the most exciting part of this game is to see what what wrinkles Andy Reid is going to throw. And if they decide to say, Hey, we're going to let you have this space for Patrick to run. Can they fill that space with a, you know, a back wheeling out? Can they fill that space with a tight end coming back? Some rub routes, weird, you know, a wheel where somebody's coming into these open spaces. You're going to leave these spaces to run. They don't just, they're, they're not just a space to run. They're, they're an open spot in a zone. Sure. Right. So it'll be, it'll be really cool to see what, what happens because Christ, this could be, I mean, this could be a great back and forth between these two coaches for a long time. But can can we agree that the market Maybe. expectation here that the Chiefs are going to get to thirty points is a little, a little aggressive? I think so. I the way they played lately, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, now the other the other thing here, mm -hmm. the Chiefs 
how many do you know how I don't know how many r- rush yards did the Ravens have last week? Sorry, I'm looking at it. It was a lot. It was okay. a lot. So like 170, 180. It was it was quite quite a few. 150 on the nose, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. I would expect more. But what's interesting about that is in the Bills, so the Bills lost three games. And then the game they beat the Rams in and that crazy where they got a huge lead and then um, and then lost it and then won on that pass interference game, which was and then the Chiefs game in which so so the three losses, the Rams game plus the Colts playoff game and now the Ravens playoff game, six total games, very close games. Even if you want to give them a 14 point lead against the Ravens, I think we can all agree that game is close. Yes. Yeah. Only games of the season where they gave up 150 rush yards or more. And I don't think I don't want to like get too much into rush yard correlation, but this is a smaller defensive interior line. You can run on them. If you if you're yeah, off te- teams line, have gashed them up the middle, like just off guard shit is like six yards. The so, to him. If I'm Andy Reid, if I'm yeah. Andy Reed and I'm thinking like, all right, how can like maybe you just r- set up trips on the left side? And uh, and like and I, like I, I, I'm just trying to think of like and you just and you but you just pound up the middle. You don't go like condensed formations or anything. You spread out their defense, spread the run, and pound them up bang, the middle. Bang, 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 bang. First half under a look here in a yeah. game with a really high total. We haven't even mentioned Mister like Yelair. Probably <clears throat> play. I think he plays. That, think- that could be that could be your wrinkle. Like they haven't seen that guy. They haven't seen him in the offense for a couple weeks. Like what? How are they going to use him as he comes back? How healthy is he? All they're going to have is a little bit of film of him jogging in practice. Like uh, maybe that's your wrinkle is uh, you know Ceh coming back and being a much bigger part of the offense than any of us are possibly yeah. factoring at the moment. I'm with you though, Will. 100 percent with you on first half under because honestly, like I have, I had an appetite. I've had an appetite all week. I've taken a little bite of the full game under at 54. Yeah. Um. Some of that was maybe Mahomes doesn't go. Who knows? On like Monday, right? And then now that we know he's going to go, I'm not as interested because I can see a game state play out where Chiefs have a lead in the second half. And it's, you know, Josh Allen all of a sudden is throwing every single down and he's got some weapons. And the Chiefs, Chiefs, oh, by the way, are missing their top two corners. Yeah. That's where you wait. Like if you do like an under, isn't it? Isn't it the same thing? Once Mahomes is announced in, the total's not going down. I think it's I fifty four. I think is static. I, I think you could see a little bit of action. I'm not saying it's going to fifty seven, but you could see it's it's certainly not going to go the other way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you there's no disadvantage to waiting on an under, like unless Mahomes doesn't play, and then I guess you really miss the boat. Or I, my my point though is I think I like the first half under better than the full game under because number one. Yeah, but they're, they're both gonna, Spagnolo's a great defensive coordinator, even without you know his horses in the secondary, a hundred percent. Um, they have fine, they you know, the, the replacement level players are fine. Um, and it's gonna take uh, Josh Allen a, a half of football to kind of figure out what he's got, right? It's not this isn't gonna be um, you know, as easy as when they went up against, say, the Denver Broncos, and the Broncos had you know cluster injury at cornerback, and every single pass Allen threw was to a wide open dude. Like it's going to be a lot harder for them to move the ball, I think, early. But I think eventually they'll find their find their form. Eventually, they you know they you know they're going to be, and especially if they're at a deficit, like it's going to be a you know it's going to be high incentive for them to throw 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 in the second half. I think the second half might be higher scoring, and it could probably take the full game over. 
which I think has got me zeroing in here on this first half under if I want yeah. you know to get more serious about an underplay in this game. And we, ha- we haven't had to see Josh Allen play on the road for many a week. It's been since, and this wasn't even really a game. It was an embarrassment in the, you know, they, they get their two home games in the playoffs. They got their, you know, they got their game week 17 hosting Miami, I believe. And then before that, it was Gillette. They went to Gillette and just pulled their fucking pants down. Yeah. <laughs> that's the last time you saw him. You know, yeah. You, so that's the last time you saw this team on the road. There will be fans. There could be some, I mean, the, the, you can say they're both very young quarterbacks, but one yeah, is hosting. One is hosting yeah, yeah. One's hosting his third consecutive AFC title game. The other one is, this is a huge moment for him. Like he's got it. He, he's composed himself very well, but again, it's been two games at home and it's never been Patrick Mahomes on the other sideline. And he has looked the last two games at least like I likened it going into Baltimore and I thought it would happen. It just didn't sort of okay. like an incredible Hulk situation where he's, he like, he's like turnover. Josh is in there and he yeah. wants, he's like, come on, let me up. He's dying to make it just an absolute boneheaded play. No, no, please. No more games, man. Hold on. And, and like that game you game, wouldn't he, like me when I'm loose with the ball. Yeah. Um, I also look back at the – and I, I think you can kind of throw Baltimore out because it was the, the weather was so bad, and he was sailing passes because of the wind, in my opinion. But yes, you know, they really should have just had Buffalo at max 10 points in the first half against Kansas city. And I, I mean, against Indianapolis. And I really think if the Colts oh, score, yes. Yeah. No, know, they don't jump off sides. It's 10 points. Or, or if the Colts score a touchdown and kick off, I don't think the bills get a touchdown. You know, like I think they probably get a field goal or best. I, I don't know. I just, they were a little, and so they've been a little lethargic early on their second half numbers have been pretty good. So that would be a little concerning uh, for that full game over. But I mean, it's, it's hard for me to find to the side where I want to go on the side here. I, mm-hmm. I, I do not want to bet. It's sort of the inverse of the Tampa Bay Green Bay game. Cause like, I, I really don't want to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Definitely not. If you're only getting three. Right. And like, is that no, there's, basically there's, like, there, if you, if you have a hunger for the bills, there may be some very good live spots to take some bills. Sure. Because we've seen it. We, I mean, we just talked about how many times they got freaking backdoored. Yeah, and you know, you can say it's the playoffs. They have the good plays. Maybe that we don't see that, but this is a really good offense with a really good coaching staff, and maybe the best receiver in football at some times. Like this is a team that's absolutely. If you're gonna, if you're gonna trade them, you know, if they get down fourteen to three, and you're gonna trade them over ten. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have some of that. Absolutely. Like, give, give me that. I'll take that. If they're down a touchdown and you're, you're going to give me even like an eight, nine and a half at certain points, like I'm, I'm probably going to have some bills live if, you, if Kansas City comes out hot. Andy, do you think we, this closes at three or three and a half? I think three and a, I think it's going to bounce back and forth. I think it's going to be a juicy three. It's going to be like three minus 20. I think three and a half is going to get gobbled up because we've seen the market have enough hunger for Buffalo. Because if, if it gets to a flat three and a half, both ways, people are going to hit that. So I think it bounces back between a cheap three and a half and a spendy three. Okay. Right. And I, do, I, I do think the total takes up a point. Is there any chance that the that the market crashes on Sunday afternoon? And it's, it's like been doing this. That's not a fan. It's it's on this like the Chiefs. The Chiefs went from ten to eight. Like that's crazy. Yeah, but that was correction to the correct number, in my opinion. 
Okay, yeah. that's cool. I this at this, at three. I don't know who out there has a model that says this should be a pick. Do you? Mm, I'm sure there's got to be somebody, but no. I. I mean, if you're only using this year's data, maybe you see that. But if anyone who's doing this seriously is using priors, then you know they have Buffalo. They have a little seed in there of Buffalo's a nine-win team, and Kansas City is, you know, the the hands-down favorite Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. So, um, I guess okay. So yeah, I mean, I I still in my in my uh, I I think that the right way to play an actionable angle on Mahomes runs less in this game is is under. I think yeah. first half under is probably the strongest. Fewer third down conversions, more. I mean, it yeah. might be punts over. Yeah. Yeah, or just more, you know, more rushes for the, you know, running backs. You know, yeah, which is I think the punt like, number might come in low like. on this one, just because it's two two prolific offenses, um, and we'll see what they have for a punt prop on this one. Yeah. Are we so ma- the, the the game total is fifty? I like the full game under, but I I agree with you, Drew. It's like it is terrifying. You know, you're in the third quarter. All of a sudden, these two teams like just go poof, 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 bang, bang, bang. Not unlike uh, not unlike an AFC Championship game two years ago. Right, where Brady so, and the Patriots played keep away from Mahomes for the entire first half, and then there were infinity points scored in the second half. Yeah, you can <laughs> only play that game for a while. And somebody, somebody had a good article or tweet or something about how just like the, the keep away from Mahomes thing isn't a recipe for success. All that? Like, no, oh no, no. Yeah, the, the teams, no, the it's teams definitely that have not. beaten him. Have have scored. They're all like there's there's the one nineteen. Only one example, and it was the Colts last year. That's the yeah, only team that did Colts two years ago. On Sunday Night Football. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. that one with the one. All, with, those, all oh, those games, that, they showed you. Yeah, the, yeah, they're all 40, you know? Yeah, yeah. They were, the one game when they, the Colts won 19-13, whatever, whatever uh, year that was. Missing, that was he was missing receivers, and he got banged up. That was yeah. like one game. So, yeah. it's yeah. If you want to beat this team, you do have to score a shitload of points, or you, you might not win. So, <laughs> that, okay. that's why, yeah, I like, I like the first half under much better than the full game, and I do think – that that's you know it's a derivative that'll tickle up too i think we're missing an entire game state that i just need your opinion on what if what if okay Okay. what if buffalo comes in loose what if buffalo and their you know their elite wide receivers loose like loose like loose like hey you know like we, we were trying to be something we're not the last couple of games you know we were going up against the defense in the cover two that the bills were running i mean that the colts were running that we weren't really familiar with and we didn't look great and then in the wind last week just totally took us out of our game plan what if they come into this game and they're feeling comfortable and they're going up against the defense in the chiefs that has um cluster injury at the cornerback position and they move the ball effortlessly and score points early and often and put pressure on this Chiefs team to answer. Like, does that change your opinion of just the entire game state? Do the Chiefs You're losing are, your are first the Chiefs? under? That's oh, yeah, of course, of course, yeah, of course. But like, is like is that a realistic? Uh, you know, uh, is that a, is that something that could we could see? That might be the best version of this game. Oh, absolutely, it's the best. I agree with that. So we. I mean, we saw that. I mean, we saw it three times last year. Yeah. Didn't see it this year because the Chiefs came out and did that march down the field against Cleveland. And, you know, Cleveland, Cleveland wasn't ready for the big, Cleveland wasn't ready for that stage. No. And Chiefs didn't punt last week, <laughs> which is right. hysterical to me. No, and, and, and though they didn't cover in these games because of how they played the end of the games, they went to Tampa Bay, they went to New Orleans, they, 
I mean, they beat those teams convincingly. They just, they let some backdoor, you know, semi-meaningless scores in. The way they matched up and the way they game planned for Baltimore was maybe the most impressive game of the season. Up to that point, for sure. Like, holy crap, they kicked him in the mouth here. Like, they have the capability. It just, we've, we've seen them. I don't know what was the second half of the season where they were the Malays. I mean, we, we were confused by the Malays for many a week. Well, one other thing I think is kind of important too, is that Andy Reed is not a F your face. I'm going to run this score up. Yeah, sure. For sure. In the regular season situation. Now for a long time, he was also that way in the, like he would just get really conservative in the playoffs I do kind of wonder, and I've had this theory for nine months now or whatever, but like when Phil Mickelson won his first major, mm-hmm. it took him oh. up the back and he just started ripping off majors because it was it like now the only thing he cares about is the U.S. Open. That's the only thing that gives him like, you know, butterflies in the stomach. Like, I mean, otherwise this guy's out here betting a million bucks on whatever. He doesn't give a shit. And I oh, signed a altar straw flag right there. Ooh, okay. nice. Practice flag. Not, not the real one. Um, but the... Uh, but signed by Phil. Um, but the uh, like, I think that might be where Andy Reid is, okay. where he's not coaching with this concern about winning a title anymore because he's got one. I mean, like that fourth down call with Henny is, uh, I mean, to throw that with five seconds left on the clock, where I mean, like you're probably probably losing if you don't get that. You know, I mean, like that was balls. And I don't, I don't, I think that old Andy Reid might have punted that. And I just sort of wonder if we're underestimating how loose he'll be as a play caller. That's that's not crazy. How about the fact that the Bills in general come out with a good script and score points early? I, I, if I Buffalo, think I'm talking myself out of this under. <laughs> I think I, I might just pass this game and bet it out. It's a scary ass under. But I think if you look, and I, I got myself all the way to 2019 on NFL Jesus, so hold on a second while I get back. But um, I think if you look at – so the Chiefs last week, first, first half drives, 10, 7, 13, and 9 in terms of number of plays. I mean, that is, that is, that is eating some clock up, right? Yes. Um, as the Bills, have we pointed out, you know, they, are, they have been explosive, but, you know, they – it's tough to look at the Baltimore game and really determine anything just because the 100% way- throw it out. Yeah. I, that's sort of where I'm at on that one. Um, against the Colts, you know, they, they had three, eight, three, three, ten. Yeah. And the threes resulted in punts. Yeah. So this is a team that I, I I'm not scared of the first half under, I think, okay. I don't think the bills will be, I think the bills will be a little more cautious because while they know they have to score, they do, want to ch- I, like, I don't think there's going to come out and just take three shots to Stefan Diggs, but maybe okay. I'm wrong. Okay. Um, I guess I wonder though, if they, if the coverage is a problem for Kansas sure. city, I don't know. You Breland out for sure. Uh, I, I think I'm not sure on that one. The, not- they, there is something to be said on how their defense is able to play with a lead though. Like, it, it masks some of the inefficiencies to that defense, how you are allowed to play when when you are able to get out to a lead, when the offense is playing well. So, I mean, it's, yeah. again, it's two defenses that we're not high on, but your defensive game plan is different when you're up by a score or two. Um, yeah, okay, I guess so- the Breland and Fenton were both LP today. 
I think that's gamesmanship. I don't think they go. And then you're I don't to, know. It sounds like Robert Blair and Sammy Watkins might go. It does sound like they might go. Yeah. That's I agree with that. I think Andy, I think Andy is gonna come out and run the football against Buffalo's front and try and kind of just because to me, if I'm a if I'm a coach, if I'm Andy Reid and I want to put the Bills in the worst possible position. Yes. It would be to get down 14 nothing early in the second quarter where the Chiefs have had two long methodical you're not you don't belong here address. And the Bills go three and out one time and all of a sudden the Chiefs have eaten up the whole quarter and it's like Josh Allen's touching the ball for the second time and that's when the Hulk is like is <laughs> <laughs> he's you want to make him press and they 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 haven't nobody the Colts and the Ravens failed in their attempts to make him do that by mm-hmm. botching the thing at the end of the first half and just not uh, playing particularly well. That's that's a good point as far as where the bad Josh Allen could reappear. He's he you know, if he does feel like, man, they took a lot of clock, they scored, look where we're at, we haven't done anything yet, and then he feels like he has to do too much and the, the moment is a little too big for him. And yeah, then you get you get him throwing a lateral straight up in the air while he's falling down, (laughs) or you get him throwing a you know a bad pass into you know missing a just just wanting to wanting to hit a certain read so bad that he misses a linebacker. He he fails to account for somebody underneath. He fails to account for a safety that's coming in over the top. Like he makes he makes a bad read, and I push back on not push back on that, but full you know fair play. Pat has had some bad reads over the last half of the season. He has made some bad throws. He's made some bad throws in the red zone. That's kind of scared me. That's uh, hopefully he's he's washed that of his you know and he's fully focused on this because I don't. That's not the. It's not just something you've seen. Yeah. You know as much. Well, defenses are playing him differently. They're they're yeah. take trying to take away the home run. They're not blitzing. Um, and I think that I think that's circulated around the league. I think D coordinators have kind of all picked up on that. That's not a surprise anymore. That you can't, uh, you just, can't blitz them. Yeah. That you know, that yeah. If if Les if Les Frazier comes out with a plan where we're blitzing Mahomes in this game, I'm turning the television off. I I, I am not watching this game. Um at the Chiefs. Yeah, you the, yeah. <laughs> although the foot injury does that affect the same? Does that does the foot injury affect his production against the blitz? Is he but, able to roll out as effectively yeah. and hit home runs? I think you need safeties and you need too you need too high. I don't think I you really can want to see him practicing. I don't think like, I want to see footage around. of him running around to make the, me feel better. The other the other thing too, and I know that we're this is the longest podcast in the world, but you invited me on. That's very good. That's um, good. Yeah, um, the Bills are now six of twenty two. Uh, on third down in the playoffs. They wow. don't really have any business being. I mean, like, why aren't they using Allen more on the ground? I don't know. Why aren't they do why, why have they not just they just haven't discovered or figured that out or it hasn't manifest yet? Because Allen same exact way that Mahomes figured it out last year in the playoffs. I feel like it's there for Allen if he wants it. Well, he ran he had seven rushes for three yards against the Raiders. it was it was awful. Yeah. And and none of them looked comfortable. None of them looked like that was 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 the plan. That was like plan C or plan yeah. D. Yeah. That was like that was like the Hulk going, I gotta make something happen. You know, oh. he was, yeah, he was he was about ready to he's about ready to fumble it for a minus fifty yards. Um you know, Joe Judge has figured it out. 
I don't understand why this other, you know, why they can't figure out like, great point, hey, great point. like rushing Jason quarterback. Garrett. Jason guy. Garrett's Jason got it. Garrett has figured this out for Christ's sake. Like, yeah. There are designed runs that work really well when you have a quarterback who can execute them, and they do. Mm-hmm. I, mean, yeah. I mean, Mahomes got hurt on a designed run, you know? That, that, yeah. that was a design. Okay. I mean, he, obviously, he, he screwed everybody with that first touchdown. Um, but not everybody. Some people had him. I had Daryl okay. down at the one. But I mean, I just if the Bills don't play better than they have the last two weeks, they'll get their doors blown off. Yeah, I completely agree. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm counting on them doing it if I'm betting the Bills, and I'm not sure I'm going to at this point. And actually, just to put to put a bow on this game, uh, Andy, you took KC minus three. Yep. Um, right now, I have a little bit of under fifty four. I'm thinking of adding some more first half under, but I have been hesitant to really pull the trigger on this one. If I see Bills at three and a half or better. In in game at say seven, you know that I'm definitely interested. Bills is a teaser leg, open teaser leg. Anyone? Anyone? It's a big total. It's scary. Okay. Road team. Okay. I mean, especially cover teaser leg at a wild foot, man. Yeah, yeah the teaser, every teaser leg is just covering, and except Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. Um, what are you teasing? What are you teasing? Just open and find like an NBA game. It. Open and put the uh, Packers in the Super Packers Bowl. Packers in the Super Bowl, yeah. Ooh. So Packers get them to eight and a half. Get them out to eight and a half if it's Packers. Yeah, Packers plus, plus two out to eight. Uh, I think. Do you think the Packers would be plus two against the Chiefs? Is that is that what the line is? That'd be my guess. Is it? It's probably up actually. Probably. Okay, so don't reflect that, but I think that's what the actual game would be. Yeah, I think it would be. I think you could get three. So you get to nine. Packers out to nine. Rogers plus nine. That's a pretty yeah. good one. Yeah, Bills this week, Packers Super Bowl. Interesting. You have an early lean on the Super Bowl if it's a let's let's put the Packers. Oh my god! I mean, see the problem is then you have Mahomes has two weeks and Andy. Yeah, he'll be one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs repeat. Chiefs repeat. I think uh, although the first quarter over would be interesting there. Yeah. Very good. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, a couple well, so interesting. It, it is Chiefs two minus packet bet online. That, that sounds okay. That, 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 my guess is regardless. So that's probably going to go. I will uh, see if the, the I'm thinking the Packers are going to cover this game. So probably I don't think you ever see a pick against the Chiefs though. No way. No way. Uh, okay. So um, a couple interesting notes. The uh, um. Never, you know, we last time we've had an MVP win the Super Bowl was Will. Do you know off the top of your head? Well, the last 10 have lost, I think, right? More uh, than the last 10. The last time we had an MVP win the Super Bowl, I know the answer, so I'll abstain. Uh, I'm trying to run through the list of MVPs. Uh, no, I mean, is it like, is it what decade is it? 1999. That's a year. Well, it was the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're saying it's, it was ninety nine, or it was it the ninety nine? Yeah, it was former was, Iowa barnstormer. Who's the ninety nine? Oh, um, Warner. Kurt Warner and yeah. the St. Louis Rams MVP and regular season MVP, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a while. Doesn't shade my opinion of the Packers winning the Super Bowl because it's not a meaningful stat, I don't think. But um, okay. it's Worst wild that we haven't seen it in so long. Uh, if we're leaning Chiefs for the Super Bowl of the Packers, uh, any reason not to get involved in 
Pat Mahomes MVP three to one right now? You, that is very takeable because that is if the Chiefs win this game, regardless of the opponent, Mahomes is then minus one twenty five. Yeah, and the Chiefs are minus one sixty ish money line in the Super Bowl. And in right. any and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl is anyone besides Mahomes in nah. the running. Nah. Darryl, people people tried. Williams. Yeah, people tried to get the running back over the hump via tweeting about it a lot in the last one. And I, it, even that, it just felt like they can't. They can't do it. Kate, yeah, Kelsey can't stand out enough. Tyreek Hill can't stand out enough. Kelsey, They're not going to vote for Tyreek Hill anyway. It's just because you got here, here's the thing about Super Bowl MVP that you got to remember. And I don't think people think about this enough. So, like, not a, I don't know if it's an inside nugget, but like, you know how the voting goes, right? <clears throat> So we're all yeah. which team won which team was the quarterback of the winning team that's the vote but it, there's even a little more like nuance to it because okay. so we're all all the media are in the super bowl in the, in the press box of the super bowl and it's like the middle of the fourth quarter and the game is sort of up in the air and you don't know like last year you don't know what's going to happen and there's a group of I, I don't vote for it but there's a group of like 25 or 40 people or 50 people whoever it is who are distributed ballots and they have to, and so this is not their full-time job. So, like, the amount of time that is going into this vote is extremely negligible. Wow. So you're, thinking about the, you're thinking about the game, but if it's, like, anything remotely, like, you know, these guys are trying to write stories on deadlines for newspapers, and they have to, and you have to leave the press box with 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter, but thereabouts to get on the elevator, to go down, to go to the interview rooms where you watch the rest of the game on the TV if you decide to do that. So some of these guys have to do that. So they're like, you know, you're like, I, I don't, I've, I haven't seen the ballot, but I mean, like, you're basically scribbling in a name at the last second and throwing to him. And that's why that it's, it's always the quarterback, unless it's like the Rams Patriots where you're like, didn't Edelman, Edelman won, right? Where it's like, did it's like Christ golf has been awful, Brady's been awful. Yeah, you need a 16 point game like that where there's no scoring, yeah, right. Or like you need the a 24 21 Chiefs win over the Packers, and Kelsey has three touchdowns, yeah, right. You it's know? very like, something very specific. I'm like, I'm telling you, these guys, like the time at that point of the press box, the energy is very like rushed and hurried. They're over the last week. Like, if you want to go down to the locker rooms, you bust the symbol by the elevator now. And it'll be different this year because there's only going to be 68 people total in the press box, which is crazy low in Tampa. Um, usually it's like several hundred and there's just this like, it's like a newsroom energy like going crazy. And these guys are just trying to get the votes in as quick as they can. And when, when in doubt, anything close, just give it to the quarterback of the winning team. Yeah. Yeah. No, and that that's what I mean. The the game against uh, the game against the Niners that was the as I pulled up live betting because you know everyone would say, well, they've done it. Should we just bet it again? Like, should we bet them to win the game? And I was scrolling, and they had live MVP odds, and Patrick Mahomes oh. live to win the MVP was a bigger number than than the Chiefs to win the game. I'm like, well, and, and not by not by a lot. I mean, it wasn't like some factor of, you know, it was just maybe like 50 cents better. I'm like, well, I'm just going to bet that instead because, I'm, you know, I'm not going crazy with this. And so the people that were stumping for the running back, I'm like, that that's asinine. Because <laughs> I'd have been pissed if I if I got, you know, too cute with it. They win the yeah. game and I don't win my MVP bet. But like, but you got to, again, like everybody who's doing the voting is 
tweeting and writing and rewriting and, yeah. and watching the game and like talking to their coworkers about like who's writing which storyline. And so like their fifth thing on their plate is the MVP vote. Whereas if you're at home watching on Twitter and debating it, you're like, well, if you look at the EPA added by Daryl Williams here, <laughs> and they're like, like nobody there gives a shit. They are knocking out that vote. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, no, they're they're waiting there with their hand check over Mahomes, and if some defensive player for the Niners makes a game changing play at the end of the game, then they switch. That yeah. was exactly how they're doing that. Okay. The only so the only time we've seen a defensive player win in the last few years was um, Von Miller, which no brainer, warranted. Yeah, I mean it was a low scoring game. Uh, Malcolm Smith won because the Legion of Boom obliterated Peyton, and nobody just had to pick the guy with the best stats. That was so fun. Awful Super Bowl. <laughs> that was so fun. I, I took the elevator down early because it was a blowout to go to the interview rooms. And we're standing there watching, and that was the New York Super Bowl. And so, like, you're a little spooked about, you know, big event in New York. Yeah, true. You know, and I was sitting down in the interview room, and we're watching the game on TV, and it's like 40, like, I don't know, like a minute and a half left. And all of a sudden, fireworks start going, or like, not fireworks, these loud booms. I'm like, ah! Oh, we're being attacked! And then I realized it's fireworks because the game had a tape sure. delay that we're watching, and the game. Oh, oh, gosh! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Uh, <laughs> All yeah. right, well, we'll wrap here. Thank you so much for your time. This was incredibly fun, as I had hoped, and you know, really uh, love your insight, and uh, you know, enjoy the enjoy um, the coming off season. I know how fun it is. Um, so close to the finish line, man. <laughs> oh, well, let's so, uh, yeah, we joked we wouldn't we wouldn't do a two hour podcast because we joked we wouldn't do a three hour podcast. We just yeah. We, well, I mean, before we said like, <laughs> well, this one won't be as long as last week's because there's two oh, yeah, games. Here we and here we are longer. It was fun though. No, it was fun. It was it was fun. Nature fun. nature abhors a vacuum. That's that's. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go binge like three more episodes of The Wire season three. Ooh, yeah. my, my wife will accuse me of being a ne'er do well for the 45th day to row. You know what? I love it, man. You're making you're you're making the most of your pandemic time. I I, I appreciate that. I give you yep. all the credit in the world. Thank you again. Best of luck as always. And uh, you know, we'll we'll absolutely circle back and uh, try to touch base this off season and figure out what's going to happen in 2021. All right, fellas. All right. Good job. It's great. He's still just drinking wine. I know. Well, what do you? What did you have, by the way? What did you open? I'm about to go open a wine. You've inspired me. He's he dipped on me. Oh, he's muted. Can I yeah. unmute him? Well, you got to unmute. It mutes you during the music. Yeah, you got to unmute yourself. He's finding his mouse. It's a shitty. I, I thought I muted myself in my house. It's a shitty uh, Pinot from Oregon that my wife.